The game plays right here. Are you ready for some football? Your sports leader, WHS Shelby, WLON Lincoln, WCSL, Cherville Gastonia. This is Milton Baker inviting you to listen to NASCAR Racing right here on WCSL, 1590 AM, 92.3 FM, and KTCBroadcasting.com. NASCAR Xfinity driver Jesse Little and Hunter you know a little bit about Mr. Little here so I'll let you do the original introductions of uh, of your friend here. Yeah well, the original introductions yeah me and Jesse went to high school together he's been a driver for as long as I can remember he's in the Xfinity series right now was racing in the, in the truck series last year obviously NASCAR and racing has been postponed so I know Jesse's little heart loves this racing has officially announced it's coming back. Jesse, say hello to the people and to the listeners. Hey, guys. How's it going? Like uh, like Hunter said, we're back, baby. We're uh, we're ready to go. You want to give us a good old boogity, boogity, boogity? <laughs> Let's go racing. <laughs> I'll leave that to the professional. <laughs> Well, well, Jesse Little's in. The, uh, I can't. I don't. I don't want to do him any. Uh, I don't want to do any do any disservice to him. <laughs> oh yeah, hey, great Daryl Walker. Yeah. Well, Jesse, we want to thank you for uh, joining the show. Um, we've got kind of a bunch of questions here. Maybe you can fill us out on exactly uh, what's going on inside the sport. That you know, questions we may have. Uh, I want to welcome you. Uh, uh, real quick, I want to kind of introduce you to the folks. I'm Kevin uh, Hastings uh, over here to in the Padres shirt. He's not a Padres no, fan. Just got is, a Tony uh, Gwynn shirt. Is, is Zach Mayu, and of course you know Hunter. A uh, little bit of background, Jesse. So uh, what we do like to do first of all with our guest uh, is get uh, info on you, not necessarily on racing. What we want to know is who your favorite sports teams are. And, and go from there. So for in all the sports, so you know, Hunter is a a Redskins, a Wizards, a Tar Heel Bulldogs, and Braves fan. Uh, Zach is Braves, Tar Heels, uh, Panthers. Uh, and who's your NASCAR favorite driver? Did you have one? Yeah, it's uh, Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch was his. Um, mine is the Cardinals, Cowboys. No, not Cowboys anymore. I quit them. Cow- Cardinals, <laughs> Browns, Hornets, 
and my family's favorite drivers girl uh when i was small jesse was the uh, we were petty fans yeah. and uh when um petty Right, so you know, of course, Earnhardt tried not to, Kyle Petty, but not Kyle. Yeah, <laughs> uh, my mother loved now, now, now Jesse. My mother loved some Kyle Petty, and the ladies did uh, back in the day. I don't know if you're aware of that one, but uh, the ladies loved some Kyle Petty. Uh, but Richard, uh, our family liked uh, well the Petties, and so um, when uh, Richard uh, retired, you know, Earnhardt trying to break his records. My grandmother then started liking Jeff Gordon because she thought he was cute. Uh, you can see where my ladies and my family, while they how they choose their NASCAR yeah, uh, yeah. drivers, Jesse. So you know you, you've <laughs> got a good enough I've smile that you might have some fans. <laughs> but uh, That's af- right. after That's right. after Dale died, uh, was Jimmy's uh, rookie year there, and I started pulling for the the other Hendricks driver because I didn't really have an affiliation. So Jimmy was actually my favorite driver going through all this. So with all that said, now you know a little bit about us, Jesse. How about yourself? uh nfl yeah, yeah. baseball I'm, I'm, whatever you, I'm glad want. you guys told me yeah i'm glad you guys told me now i can uh, like you a little bit more but i uh <laughs> i'm a i'm an og charlotte fan hornets panthers yep. all the way okay um, college I'm, I'm probably the biggest fan of college football and have been for a long time um you can hate on me but i am a big uh, crimson tide alabama fan for that um basketball uh like i said hornets but you know how can you how can you root for him the last five, yeah. six, seven years? We, we've so, had plenty of discussions um, on this show about that. <laughs> I was going to say, this is probably just a broken record with you guys, but um, I, I, I do enjoy watching uh, the Lakers now. You know, they're it's just fun to watch them. Um, I, you know, I, w- I would say more so than anything with a lot of sports, I'm honestly just a fan of the game. I'm a fan of, you know, good competitive teams. I love watching athletes do their, you know, do their best skill. Um, so it's fun for me to watch LeBron and Steph and, you know, Katie and those guys, Kyrie, it's, it's, you know, it's enjoyable to watch, uh, the best, you know, Tom Brady and no matter where he's playing or whoever. Um, but I would say more so than that, you know, I'm just, I, I love, I'm, I'm like you guys, I love all sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'll throw on a good game regardless of if I got a Jersey in my closet or not. So, um, but diehard, I would say just diehard Alabama fan. Get that Die off. Get that off. Road road. Tie, <laughs> Hunter, even before, even before, uh, even before Nick Saban went right, there. Dude. So before, yeah, I, must uh, be a true I got fan, that man. to my credit. Look, I, I was a fan <laughs> during the Mark Rick days. Okay, when Mark Rick was there, AJ Green, Matthew Stafford was there at Georgia, and also because I, I really got, I got to see Mark Rick do a, a speech at a church camp one time. So I really have a lot of respect for the guy as a coach, but I'm telling you, man, Alabama and Georgia, we've been having these battles lately these past few years, and we'll break through eventually. One-sided, ain't it? Eventually. I said eventually. (laughs) We'll break through eventually. (laughs) We're still still up and coming. They're going to start calling us Bama Killers, all right? The Bama Killers. Oh my, Jesse! The one J- that Jesse, I'll, I'll say this real quick. We're gonna Jesse, change your if, name to if, the Murder Hornets. Yeah, <laughs> if Georgia does ever beat them, knowing knowing Hunter the way we do, I'm guessing you will never hear the end of that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> well, I tell you what, Jesse. Let's well, you know we're talking to these other these other teams real quick. Let's uh, let's back up uh, before you get into these teams. You know, as a kid growing up, uh, uh, when you started racing, uh, at what age? And uh, where where you started in, in, in getting into into that? What what got you into the racing? Yeah, for me, it's um, if uh, I'm sure a lot of uh, older fans could understand, it's uh, it's a family sport for me. It's in my blood. My father raced right. competitively in the cup uh, the cup series for 
for 30, almost 30 years. And he raced for almost 30 years and was in the cup series all through the uh, late eighties and nineties. Uh, for me, it's kind of all just been, Oh, you guys got me. Yeah, we yeah, got I you. got you. I got you. Yep. Okay. Um, for me, it's just, it's even when I can't remember, you know, I was growing up at the racetrack. So it's, um, you know, it was, it was something I always knew I was going to, um, kind of experiment with growing up. And then I was lucky enough to fall in love with it. Um, so I started racing when I was, uh, six, six years old in go-karts, small, you know, low horsepower bandolero cars. Um, and then the older I got the, the bigger, faster, heavier, you know, race cars I got into. Uh, and then all the way up to, uh, to the national series where I'm at now, um, made my first truck series start in 2015 and then, uh, kind of just dabbled along a little bit since then, um, did a little bit of, uh, Xfinity racing this year. We started off, uh, the first got through four races and then everything, uh, kind of came to a standstill, but right now I'm full-time driving for Johnny Davis motorsports in the Xfinity series and got, uh, got a couple truck series, uh, races playing this year. Um, but you know, for me, it's kind of racing has always been, um, it's always been it, you know, it's what my, it's what my dad grew up doing. It's what my grandfather even did a little bit. Um, it's what my entire aunt and uncle, um, aunts and uncles moved across the country for my dad to follow with. So it's kind of, you know, there's not a single topic that, uh, that is brought up without having some bit of racing, um, attached to it in some way. Do you enjoy, um, do, are, are you a, are you a, as far as a racing head are, are you are you one of those that can just turn on about any type of racing and just watch it on tv or, or are you too busy with what you're doing now i know you're in school at unc charlotte which you guys got a football team now you need to, it's about time to give up that roll tide for the for, for, the, right. for the golden nuggets right that's right um you know when it comes to racing i think i can turn on almost any type you know i might enjoy it differently um I might like F1 race of the cars and the machines and stuff like that. Um, I might like, uh, I might like, um, Indy car racing for the racetracks they're going to or something like that. But as far as a whole package, I, you know, and I'm not being, I might be a little biased, but I think it's hard to beat NASCAR, man. It's hard to beat, you know, the, the competitiveness, the close quarter racings, you know, when I watch, when I do watch other racing, it's tough because, you know, my, I'm used to the competitiveness of being within tenths of a second around each other, not, you know, seconds or laps like other stuff. Um, I'm used to being able to beat and bang with guys and, and, you know, that's considered hard racing. Whereas it's, you know, you watch other forms of it and if they touch wheels, their whole day's over and they got to come in and pit, you know, go to the pit stop. If they, if they run off the track or if they scrub the wall, they got to come in and put a front wing on. So, um, for me, it's different. I do like it for the appreciation, but uh, there's nothing better than good old stock car racing. Jesse, it's funny you said that. I said that exact thing Saturday, I think, Hunter, or last week, uh, about the reason that I personally don't like the other cars. I, I, I like the uh, the bumping and the banging, uh, and like you said, it's it, it's the hard racing. Like You know you're racing someone. You're a few inches away from someone, and you can hit them. That's, that's totally different, yeah. like you said. Um, with your you know little tire rub and and both your days over and and, and yeah I, I've not been a fan yeah. of that and I, that is one reason I'm, I'm you know I get a yeah I, I was just gonna say I get a kick out of watching you know European racing or something like that when they have race stewards that 
you know, tell someone that was too aggressive driving or something <laughs> like that, you know, and it's, it's, it's funny just growing up the way, growing up the way I did and the way, you know, we think of, um, racing over here. Um, you know, that's what, that's what puts asses in the seat. So, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. Could, could some of those fellas over there, uh, hang on the dirt tracks of the Carolinas? You know, I certainly think so. Uh, talent wise now, um, uh, ego wise, maybe not. <laughs> um, cause it's, uh, you know, it's, it's hardcore and you'll grow up quick. I know, especially racing, you know, and, and being a young driver, that was always the, the really interesting thing. Um, I think looking back, looking back, it's interesting now is, you know, I was a lot of times growing up racing throughout the Southeast, you know, I could have been a lot of those guys' sons. That's how, you know, big of the age difference. And so you really learn quickly um, the different levels of respect, I think, compared to other sports where you're, you know, you are close to the same age relatively. Um, whereas like in racing, you know, uh, I've, I've raced next to Jimmy Johnson and Kevin Harvick and, 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 you know, those guys are almost as old as my dad. So it's, you know, it's, I think that's one cool aspect as well as, you know, it's another variable you got to think of. Oh, I was just going to ask, you know, Jesse, you mentioned, and I think it was very important that you mentioned racing is just in your blood. Racing has been a part of your family mm-hmm. for years, if not decades now. And I think that's a recurring theme with a lot of these drivers that somehow, someway, someone in their family yep. was a part of the sport. They were they watched the sport. They grew up around the sport. So, therefore, they, you know, they were drawn to the sport. Do you think yeah. that there's a way that NASCAR can reach out more to getting younger well, getting younger experience and younger exposure and younger kids into the sport without them having to have somebody in their family in racing. Like, is there a better way that NASCAR could maybe do that? You know, I think um, my not that, you know, I'm sitting in the top chair making the decisions, but I think there are different ways to go about um, maybe making the sport more accessible yeah, you know the hard Je- Jesse part Hunter and, wants to know how can you get him into a car. That's what Jesse. That's what Hunter. <laughs> no, yeah. really, that's what Hunter's really <laughs> wanting to know. That's I, the, I've had my speed demon days in a BMW at. down New 16. All right, I'm not going. I'm not going back to that. It cost me too much money. But I basically just like it, for me just to sum it up is exactly how you yeah. put it right there. How can we make it more yep. accessible for younger kids? Because it it is one of those things where yeah. it's, like, it's not just a pair of cleats. It seems like a pretty expensive hobby. Exactly. You're a hundred percent right. And that's what I was just about to say is, you know, to get serious about it is, you know, we, in our sport, there's a variable that is unlike any others where, you know, it's not a ball, it's not a, you know, a bat, it's not, you know, a pair of, you know, shoes and shorts. It's, it's a very, very, very expensive Mm -hmm. race car. And, and if you want, and and like in anything that involves cars, if you want it to go fast, it's going to be more expensive. And, Mm -hmm. And that's the difficulty with racing, you know, is um, even, you know, I, I think any fan has noticed that in the last, you know, 15 years is the difference in um, drivers and kind of the, 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 the further we're getting away from the good old days of, you know, uh, going to the car lot, buying a, a Buick and taking it to the track and racing, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's tough, but There's that's not just much how of the times have changed. I think there are. Anymore. No, no, there's not. And, you know, and even at the bottom, even at the early 
early entrance levels, you know, when I started racing from the very beginning, nothing's relative, you know, it's cheaper, but it's, you know, it might not be that cheap to some people, a lot of people. And, uh, that's the hard part with our sport, you know, is it's the, our variable, it just happens to be very, very expensive. Um, and so I do think that that's, that's maybe one area that's always going to be hard for, for racing in general is, you know, I can, I can go shoot hoops and I automatically appreciate, you know, LeBron or Katie, I, I idolize them because I can't dunk, you know, or, mm-hmm. or I can go pick up the same golf clubs and swing my epic driver, but I'm not going to hit it as far as Ricky Fowler. So I, you know, I think there's always going to be some level of separation from fan and driver, but you know, then the argument can be made that that almost maybe puts, puts the sport on a higher pedestal in the sense of, you know, we're, we're actual athletes that, you know, are doing things, a very, very, very fraction of a percentage of people will ever do. So, I, you know, there's just different ways to look at it. Uh, so the, I guess kind of what Hunter's getting at too as well and, and kind of what I'm thinking, I, I have an eight-year-old son and, and we have a um, we have a four-wheeler track, basically go-kart track in our backyard through the woods that I've cut out for him. And he, he wants to he wants to race it, uh, about anything. He, wants to, he just wants to drive. But you know, for the kids in the, you know, in the, in the stands, and and that is a, for the mo- for the majority of fans, you could say are are on the lower end of the wealth spectrum, um, and then the guys in it, you know, how does it, it's tough for those kids to say, hey, maybe one day you could grow up to be that. When in basketball and baseball and other sports, it's it's more of it, like you're saying, you don't have to spend as much money or, or put into that. Um, what I'm thinking maybe is yeah, some, and, some type and, of a kids league, almost, a traveling kids go kart league or something. I don't yeah, know. Just fun, it might be funded, yeah, on the top. Yeah, you know, and and honestly, maybe even put aside the the money aspect. It's hard. Just you know, if you want to be really good at something, you got to do it a lot and, mm-hmm. and yep. practice, practice, practice. And you know, I can't even really do that. It's you know, it's it's uh, to to lease a facility, a racetrack. You know, you got to have ambulances there. You got to have the staff, you know, to, to get the track ready, you know, so practicing, practicing is almost even out of the question. So right. it's like, okay, well then how do you really, how do you get really good at it? And it's, well, you race a lot. Well, then it goes back to the money side. So, <laughs> you know, it is difficult. Um, it is difficult to, to say, well, how do we make it more open and, you know, and, and easier an easier entrance to the, you know, to the market. And it's, you know, I, I don't have that answer. Um, I, I'd like to think that, you know, it kind of will always, uh, help itself, fix itself. Um, it is tough. And at the same time, I think, you know, the best thing drivers can do is, is give back a little, you know, I think Kyle Busch does a fantastic job of racing short tracks and going to, you know, going to back to his home state and, 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 uh, running some super late model races and going up to Michigan and running the big super late model races there, like, you know, I think that's so awesome and, and that's, you know, one small thing, but it helps. It puts a lot of fans in those grandstands and a lot of local help, a lot of local support, um, around that short track. And, you know, that's, I guess that's the easiest way to put it is that that's the number one, that's probably the number one most helpful thing is just supporting the local racing, mm-hmm. the local short tracks Your your Hickory motor speedways, you know, you, there's a, there's a sign on the wall, the birthplace, birthplace of NASCAR stars. And, and it is because that's where we all kind of get our, get wow. our uh, footing in before, you know, where we are now. But, um, I think, you know, it's, it's tough topics and it's, it's something that I know 
my dad's even, um, you know, said <laughs> it's not going away because it was he was still talking about it when he was my age. So, um, yeah. you know, I think it's just one of those things that uh, we hope kind of helps itself and fixes itself. And I think as the sport continues to, you know, and I would say for sure that um, even TV ratings have showed, you know, a positive trend where, um, you know, the last couple, maybe 13, 12, 13, 14, you know, it was kind of a decline. And a lot of people were, were really beginning to wonder, you know, what is the future of our sport? But the last couple of years have been great. And I think the racing has been better than ever. And that's the number one best thing um, to do is if we want, you know, more excitement and more, uh, more, more people watching, make the racing better, make, the, make it damn exciting. And I think that that's the first thing. And uh, it's starting to come back. And, you know, I hate, I hate um, how the sport kind of had to hit the pause button right off the bat. Cause we had four incredible races. Uh, the cup series did, you know, we had the Daytona 500 and right. president, you know, gave the command. So that's, that's pretty, it's pretty special. It don't even seem like this year now. No, since since I feel like <laughs> I, know, right? I feel like it's 2021 and we're barely scraping by and people yeah, are riding well, around with masks on well, thinking I'm going right. to have to steal water today. Well, Jesse, as being a, you know, like I said, a Jimmy Johnson fan, I I, I, I was excited about this year because the Chevys, it looked like we're, we're back on track uh, yeah. for, yep. for the Hendrix, Hendrix guys. Fast. Um, I, let's play a little, uh, let's play a little, uh, now that I got you here, I've, I've got, I don't know if you can see, uh, I've brought up the Chad Little Wikipedia page. Let's do, let's do a little let's do a little uh, let's do a little uh, trivia with Jesse if he if he how well he knows the Chad Little stats. Oh shit! I hope he's not watching. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, his best finish in the Cup. Do you know? I do know because he's uh, he's a broken record on that. Never getting a trophy. A second second place. Uh, and what, what, you know which race or, or what I, what race that was. Yeah, I do. It was uh, the 98 uh, Texas race. 98 Texas race. Ding, ding, ding. One for one. <laughs> uh, Mark gotta, Martin won it. Ha, uh, so you got to guess on how many top tens uh, he had. Oh, shit. And his career? Yeah. Um, I'm just going I'm off whatever say, Wikipedia uh, is saying here. This is NASCAR. It says 217 races over 16 years. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, twenty. Sixteen. You're 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 right in the neighborhood. Sixteen. Uh, on that, how okay. about Xfinity Series driver? Uh, that was a uh, his best finish in that. Do you know that? In the oh, Bush I've series? seen. Uh, yeah, I've seen all those trophies. He's got a couple <laughs> wins in that series. All right, I want to check on that one. His first race was the 1992 Watkins Glen Ooh. race. Uh, it says last win, 95 Ford Credit 500 in South Boston. First win, the 95 Goodies 300 Daytona uh, Truck Series. Daytona. Yep. And let's uh, see, uh, we got a Vegas uh, was the last race, 2002, Samstown 300. Sounds right. All right. And uh, let's see. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, do you have any, real quick, do you have any fun, interesting NASCAR story with him that he's told maybe that you weren't there, you know, about maybe an old race car driver, Earnhardt, or somebody putting him in the wall or something like that? You know, uh, <laughs> I think, I think you know, so um, some more background on, uh, on the old man is after he quit racing, he went to work for NASCAR. And so he's been there the last 16, 17 years. And um, 
And so it's, it's funny. I like to joke with him, you know, he's on the, I call it the dark side. He's on the dark, he joined the dark <laughs> side. And, and so, uh, every time I've seen him at the track the last four or five years, you know, it's, it's fun. Cause the competitor and me, um, always gives him a hard time being the official, being the quote unquote official. And, uh, him and I have had some funny, funny goes at it, go at it's where, you know, I might, I might have helped the guys bring a, a part or a piece that, um, would be frowned upon to the track and he's got to be the one that kind of pulls us aside and said what the hell are you doing you, know, <laughs> you guys are making me look bad and um but uh it, it's we've had a couple good ones i think my favorite that made for made for uh quite the stir was in 2018 i was racing uh dover delaware in the truck and we had a phenomenal truck had we were so so fast that day um led some laps and we were a small team at the time still. So it was a, it was a big deal. You know, I wasn't full time. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't in, you know, the top equipment. It was just family owned stuff. And, and so it was, we were having a fantastic day, really turning some heads. And I led some laps. We were pitting under green, came down pit road, uh, came off the track second, pitted under green. And <laughs> I freaking pitted outside the box. And I'm talking oh, like, right two inches my right front tire was sticking out on the line actually it wasn't even sticking over the line it was on the line and uh sure shit they they freaking penalized me and gave me and actually at the time the position my dad was in was uh, he was uh head had a he was managing director of officiating so he was overall officials and sure shit he gave me a one lap penalty <laughs> and, <laughs> and so i went from i went from leading the race and, oh, and, and it just so happened that, you know, the guy that I was racing, the fastest truck blew a tire with like 10 to go. So, you know, I quote him, I, I kind of give him hell because I probably could have maybe ended yeah. up winning that race. And, <laughs> and, uh, I, he ended up bringing the hammer down on me hard. So, uh, that made for a real interesting family dinner the next night with my mom there kind of <laughs> cussing him up and down, being a, being, uh, you know, the, the protective mother. And him just having to sit there and take it. And he was like, you know, hon, hon, what do you want me to do? You know, it's my job. So <laughs> um, well, that's one of my favorite ones. But I do got a good Earnhardt story for you guys. So yeah. it was, and this was back when my dad was, my dad was racing too. Um, he, uh, he tells me it was like the early nineties and they were racing Bristol and uh, it was like a spring race. So of course it's, it's raining up there, Tennessee mountains. It's, it's going to rain. And, and so, um, they, they were trying to dry the track. They had to dry the track. They had to race that night. They had to get the race into at a, by a certain time for like the noise ordinance or something. So it was a lot of moving pieces. And, um, and Mike Helton, who, I don't know if you guys know him, but he's the, he's the commissioner. He's president of NASCAR, been right. president forever. Uh, he's the Roger, De Roger Goodell of the sport. Um, so basically Earnhardt goes up. And my dad's talking to Mike, um, just kind of shooting the breeze, waiting to waiting for the track to dry. And our heart comes up and he's like, what the hell are we doing? Are we going to race? Are we not? <laughs> Mike's like, I don't know, man, we're trying, we're trying. And, and my dad said, Dale just looks at him and he's like, all right, well, let me know when you do. I'm getting on a bus and I'm driving back home. <laughs> so <laughs> he goes out and he gets, he goes out and he gets in his bus and, and literally starts driving home and. And my dad's like, sure as shit, probably an hour later, sun comes out, track dries. He's like, we're 30 minutes from going racing. We're going to go green. <laughs> and, and dad's like, next thing you know, 
couple of the crew guys are like, where's Earnhardt? He's not here. You know, what are we doing? And TV's ready. They got their window. They're, they're about to go live. And, and dad said, you know, the, the story goes that apparently there was a, a spot in the track that still needed about another hour to dry. And, um, and it just so happened that Earnhardt's bus had turned around and was about an hour away from the track. And so <laughs> they held the, uh, supposedly they held the race for, uh, for Dale to get there. And who had the and, estimation uh, on how long it, that it took an hour yeah, to drive at that spot. That's going to be how an far hour. Are you, Dale? About an hour and exactly. 10 minutes, man. That, pod, that puddle's going to be about yeah. hour yeah. 15 boys. Yep. Yeah. We got a puddle here. That's not going to get touched for an hour. So are are, are um, any NASCAR, officials, you know, but I think are any NASCAR, we've heard about uh, baseball teams running the hose pipes out there. Are any NASCAR officials running the hose pipes out for Chad and Jesse Little to wait on you guys to get there, or is that just to earn hard? <laughs> I think I was going to say I think rare, rarely could that ever happen again. Yeah, um, only to someone like that. And you know, it's fun because you know it's almost like a, a folk hero story, like a legend. Um, just who you know, that's that's who he was. That's what you did, and. Uh, and it, you know, sir, I, I wish I would have been a little older to, to watch him. Cause I, yeah. you know, I don't remember just being the older, you know, being watching older races. That's as what uh, we always pick with Hunter uh, with about, you know, all the sports and, and you're the same age as Hunter. Me yeah, and Kevin, but, me and Kevin yeah. are like the, the we're, eight. We're born in 82. <laughs> I was born in 78. Yeah, exactly. So I'm an old man now, but, uh, you know, I and then remember. it's like, and then it's like, yeah, I was even watching like the last dance yes or Sunday oh, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I even missed that. I was pissed. I'm like, could you imagine growing up? But then I was like, you know, we got LeBron, so I guess that's kinda close. Well, well Jesse, how do you think I'll make of, that comparison? Jesse, how do you think how do you think <laughs> Don't of, open this bag of no, worms no, right now? <laughs> uh, Je- well, I could Jesse, uh, how do you think about um crap, you, you just lost me all, oh, I was about to ask him something about You're probably gonna ask about, him about the how how Jordan, you know, handled himself and no, it wasn't about that. It was something about he said LeBron. It was something about that. And I lost my mind real quick. I'll get it back in a second. Uh, Jesse, I'm looking at the 98 Texas 500. Chad Little second to Mark Martin. Both of them Jack Roush drivers. Uh, Mark won plenty of races. He could have moved over out of the way for Chad, couldn't he? Yeah, actually, I think there's <laughs> another funny story to that too. Where like he led 49 was, races. Um, I mean laps. Yeah, Mark was uh, Mark was high in the points. Or, Mark was like high in the points and, and was having a really good year that year. And, and dad was leading, um, I think leading with like, they were coming to like 20 to go and the race had been going green the whole time. And they came down pit road under green and dad took four tires and right after Mark came down and only took two. Mm -hmm. And so he caught him out on the track. No, he passed them while they were pitting on the pit cycle (laughs) and dad was never able to chase him back down. And he was like, he was always mad because he said that like, why didn't we take two? Like, what the hell? That was like a team order type of thing. Who knows? But, it is good. Is it? Yeah, it's kind of. Yeah, weird. he was always he was always salty about that one. Mm-hmm. Well, he led forty nine laps. It wasn't the most of the day. Actually, the the driver that led the most was Mayfield with one hundred and five uh, laps, and then Dale Jarrett had fifty one, and then of course uh, Mister Little there uh, with forty nine. He was third in laps led. <clears throat> so Jesse, I just gotta question for you we've, we've obviously talked about your dad and we've talked about the past and and growing up in the sport well the sport's back after a short yeah, hiatus now and nascar has put out the idea what is it for the first four races so far they're going to be two in the same week 
Technically, if you count Sundays as the start of the week, they're going to be two in the same week. There's going to be one Sundays Mm -hmm. and one on Wednesday, both at the same track, obviously to cut down on travel. Do you think this is a step in the right direction, and do you think that's a great idea, the two races at the same track in one week? Yeah, absolutely, man. I think, you know, I think like everybody, um, you know, I, I, I... I don't know how it feels yet about the term, the new normal, but I think, mm-hmm. you know, I think this is kind of the, the beginning of it in the sense of, you know, not only are we going to race, not only will our schedule look different, but it'll, it's going to look different race day, you know, for yeah. Darlington and for Charlotte, we're just showing up and racing. Mm-hmm. We're not going to have no practice. We're not going to qualify. Um, you know, our schedules used to be three days where we'd show up and the first day was practice you know, second day was tech and qualifying and third day was race by itself. Whereas now, you know, we're going to be sleeping in our beds the same night, uh, the night before a race and the night of the race after the race. So I think, um, I, I think it's awesome. I, uh, I'm so excited to, to kind of be in the sport that's leading the, the charge back and, you know, the, the level, the level, uh, that NASCAR is going to, to make sure it's the right way is like, it's amazing. You know, we got our email the other day, as far as like at track, you know, procedures and, um, they're making sure that nothing's going to, um, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, I think to be the first sport back, it's going to speak volumes to a lot. I, I, I think it's a great thing. Um, I, I, it, I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, you, you being as young as you are, uh, a couple of the, the other announcements they've talked about, I don't know if they've, come up with anything official yet but they've discussed from what i've been looking at is a return to rocky that would be awesome and some of these other uh tracks in, in the south that you know if you lose some of these western tracks or northern tracks or other states that haven't opened yet getting back to some of these southern routes uh the roots tracks around here that obviously your dad probably drove on all of them uh and, and that you, you yeah you, you I, have i, I was wondering it, have you been out have you got a chance to drive at rockingham with your in, in xfinity or truck or anything and testing or anything like that um not in, not in uh, the xfinity or truck series but in 2012 uh the k series went there which is kind of like a uh, uh you know nascar is all like the ladder system with with uh truck before xfinity and then xfinity before cup and k and series is, is a regional touring series and that's mm-hmm. kind of one step below the truck series and so i did race rockingham in 2012 there and uh, i had a blast i actually got it around there pretty good so i would I would uh, have no problem going back, you know. Hell, for me, I say just let's show up to Hickory, line them up, and let's yeah. go. So, um, I think, you know, I think talking about the the new normal to use that again, but um, you know, we don't have any fans, so it's like, well, what venue can put on great racing? And it's, mm-hmm. you know, if all our fans are going to be watching on TV, what, what's going to put on great racing? So, I think, um, you know, I think whatever. The decisions that have been made, I've been very happy with. So I'm sure it'll keep going in that direction, and and uh, everyone's going to be pleased. The fans are going to be pleased. I think, you know, drivers, we just want to go race. Um, it was, you know, it was interesting for me uh, because I've never, I've never um, ran kind of a full series, full time series before. So, you know, everything for me the last handful of years was always part time, kind of race once a month. You know, if, if this race goes good, we'll go to this race, you know, in a couple weeks type of thing. And so this year it was going to be different for me where I was going you know, to be racing 30, 35 times a year, 35 times this year. And I got through four, you know, I got through the first four 
uh, Daytona and then the West coast swing mm-hmm. Vegas, California, Phoenix. And then all this happened. So I, I went from kind of being on the opposite to going back and being like, oh, okay, well I know what this feels like sitting on the couch waiting for a couple months. But, um, you know, I think, uh, I think as soon as it does go back, I, I, I'm excited cause I know some, I think some shit's going to go down. Some races are going to be good. Um, guys are going to be antsy. And uh, I think everyone's gonna everyone's gonna win in the end. I'm ready for it to get back. Uh, I know we started off at the beginning of the year, and the way Daytona ended up, we should have knew that everything was gonna be thrown off with the mm-hmm. with the ending of that race. I mean, it was a great great race, and we yeah. all know what happened <laughs> with Ryan yeah. Newman at the end. I mean, me and Kevin's old enough to remember the the Petty wreck and and the Earnhardt wreck and and the Ryan Newman wreck. And I think I I was sitting there for a minute. And I text Kevin. I'm like, what did we just watch? You know, like is. Uh, I got cold chills thinking about it. So and it, and after that, I mean, the whole everything in in America has been uh, upside down. So, uh. yeah, um, it was interesting for me too, you know, because that was the very first wreck I've ever watched live. You know, like watched um, and like been been scared about. Yeah. Um, you know, I, like the, the safety that the safety that our cars have. Yeah. Um, and the innovation, the safety innovation ever since, you know, yeah, Dell senior's mm-hmm. wreck, it's unbelievable. I, after that, the, the, that's the that's level the of safety. Line. Yeah. Cause after, after that, I mean, when he, you know, when they said that he was okay for, for the most part, I was like, there's nothing that can touch, um, how safe yeah. that car had to be. Cause I mean, yep. Unreal. And it was, you know, and so like, yeah. And to touch on that, like it was, it was interesting for me cause you know, the, I'd always watched wrecks before bad wrecks and you know, thought, well, oh, you know, I know, I know it looks scary, but I know he's okay just because I know how safe these cars are. Right. And, and Ryan's wreck was the first one that I watched. And, you know, I just kind of sat there for, you know, felt like an hour and just sat there and was like, oh my God, you know, this, this could finally be the, the thing that, and, and, it, and it did end up happening, reminding all of us drivers, you know, even today that what we do is still dangerous yeah. and, and, and we're, we're always kind of, a little bit vulnerable in the sense whenever we put that helmet on and go out on that track. So, uh, it, it is amazing that shit. He was, you know, he walked yeah. out of the hospital two well, days later. So right. I think it, it, it does, uh, it, it speaks volumes for, for how far everything's come. Yeah. What, what's, what was scary about that? And I'm, I'm guessing Jesse can probably tell me more. And I will obviously will, but is, you know, you have all those safety measures and you have bumpers and, and all the things around you, but you can't prepare for a direct hit to the window. Yeah, T-bone. You're yeah. upside down. Yeah, exactly. Direct hit to the window, and when it happened, and then the flame through flew through it. I, I honestly, I walked in the I walked in the house. I was I watched it outside in, in my in my man cave, and I walked in the house and just looked at my wife. Is like I don't know if I just saw yeah. Ryan Newman get killed or not. Yeah. And tweeted a couple yep, of people exactly. to see if they were. I mean, not tweeted, but text a couple of people yeah. to see if they were watching or not. But the Earnhardt crash, you've seen it time and time yeah, again. That's like just a bump a pedestrian, in the wall. It pedestrian looks like. looking just a bump, hit. exactly. And, and he didn't have any exactly. neck advice. safety advice. So you know, if today that would he would that would have been nothing yeah. almost. I would guess you know that snapped his neck. But you know, the the the, the Newman thing is the scariest thing I've ever seen in person. And, Petty, and Petty's was on, was on really bad. If you ever seen Petty's, yeah. where he's doing the spin, it's I, I don't even was understand how he Wallace came out of that. Flip like twelve times. Yeah, Rusty did. Look, uh, real quick, have you done or, or been involved or got into any of the iRacing? I know you're um, in school, and I don't I've know if you got that, ty- that type of time. Yeah, I uh, 
I've I've never I never did it before. Okay. Um, I don't have my own rig or anything like that. So I I was just I've always played around on some buddies of mine and and messed around. On have it, have you been watching? I, any uh, I got close to getting one. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, I enjoy it. It's fun, you know. I think I, I I hope people are enjoying it because you know I don't want them to think that it's supposed to replace racing. It's right. supposed to just be fun. Right. Um. You know, you're supposed to have fun with it and enjoy it. Um. But it definitely is. You know, it's. I will say it's it's pretty damn close to the real thing, man. It's you know short of um, you know short of maybe the G's you feel and and the sound, but um, you know it's it's very realistic do, in my opinion. Do you watch from, the from you, tire fall off to? Uh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, do you watch the um the television coverage or something else? I, I'll tell you what I watch. Just to, I like watching. Like I said, Jimmy Johnson fan. I like watching his in-house feed, his stream, right? Yeah. His stream. Yeah. Couple. Of I th- think it's cool. Co- couple of things to note: you really don't get that. It's almost like a face-to-face, like learning driving session from that driver. And then yep. what I think is cool yep. is hearing the spotters talk to Jimmy. And people don't get this about racing a lot about what angle to enter the corners, when to brake, when to let mm-hmm. off, and how much tire to use. Like they really, really talk about that a lot, yeah. even in the eye racing. And I think that was that's more interesting almost than to watch the the fun get Boyer and Gordon and them on the on the studios just watching Jimmy. And I, you might be able to speak to this for the others, you know, you were talking about it's not real. Some guys get heated and what's funny, Jimmy gets oh, wrecked yeah. every Jimmy gets wrecked <laughs> every race and he has not got mad yet. He's just like, okay, guys, I'll see you next week. You know, and honestly, I, I think that's how I would be if I'm looking at it. You know, I, I, you know, it's a video game, man. Right. You still get competitive. It is. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think, um, there's not a million dollar car wreck, is there? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, that's the nice part too, is when you wreck, you just hit reset. That's right. I I wish we all had one of those. (laughs) Hey, Jess, let me ask you this, Um, keeping with the eye racing. Well, didn't mean to cut you off there, but I just wanted to ask you, keep with the eye racing. Obviously, NASCAR has embraced it or else they wouldn't be doing the coverage that they are. They've mm-hmm. really wrapped their arms around it, not only as a practice tool. Do you think this would be something cool that NASCAR could implement at, like, track day, maybe like the Friday before Absolutely. a race that's going to be on Sundays, get the fans a little bit interactive with it? And yeah. if it's available to the general public, maybe do, like, online tournaments where oh guess what kyle bush is going to be in the i racing seat this week uh 20 lucky fans get a chance to race against them on daytona i think that would be a really great marketing move for nascar to really embrace i racing right now absolutely yeah absolutely and like you said to touch on it you know it's kind of it's filled it it did its job of filling the void but i think a lot of people are getting creative and you know sponsors and and nascar (laughs) alone are saying well you know let's let's keep this going because obviously people are enjoying it. And like you said, it's, you know, anyone can go get wheel, a wheel and pedals and, mm-hmm. and, you know, subscribe online. And so it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool to have that opportunity in, you know, a lot of other sports. Um, there's plenty of examples of that, right. You know, guys playing ball players on 2k and stuff like yeah. that. So um, I think, uh, I think it'd be fun. I think it's a great idea. And, and it's, and it's, you know, it's enjoyable. It's, you know, racing games are, have always been fun. I, in my opinion, racing games have always been like as enjoyable as almost anything else. Yeah. Um, and to, and to actually drive it with a wheel and pedals, that's it's pretty damn cool. Uh, I know, uh, you was talked about, uh, at the beginning, you were talking about why you liked, uh, the, uh, stock cars and, 
you were saying because it's close quarter racing and since we hadn't had any racing they've been playing old races and this is even races that i haven't seen uh as old as i am it was like 84 <laughs> 86 i've been watching a lot on it's like 84 too. 86 and you're talking about rockingham it, it was at rockingham and i think it was jeff bodine and uh and earnhardt just 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 not like each other at all just and, banging around oh the track. my <laughs> gosh it was awesome and these cars are just like look like dumpy little cars riding around uh, yeah. and they're just beating each other yeah. up and you know you talk about you know, when you uh, say you're on, you know, turn four of Daytona and you get run off the road, you might get your butt whooped back in the day, even to this day, but a little bit <laughs> oh, worse yeah. back then. They'd be fighting in the middle of the race while they're still going around. Yeah. So that's, you're talking about fans, why they like it. That's why I like it because it's, it's, it's not so buttoned up as much as, as some of the other racing might be. Je- Jesse, have you been to you the. Know, it's, uh, uh, it's funny you say that. It's funny you say that. My, uh, my grandpa was a, a racetrack promoter back in like the 70s and, and he used to tell his guys, he was like, look, he's like, if you guys, uh, if you guys, if you guys fight, um, he's like, do me one favor and fight on, fight on the front stretch. He's like, <laughs> if you fight in your trailers, and he's like, if you fight in your trailers or, or where the fans can't see you, I'm gonna have the cops come. But if you do it on the front stretch, you know, I might even, I might even pay you a little bit more. I might buy you a set of tires. Right. That's, pretty, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's pretty funny right there. Um, I, I got a, I, I got a list of things I want to make sure I cover before uh, you get out of here. Uh, you were mentioning the Jordan thing a minute ago, and, and and Hunter, how do you think or how do you feel about how the ownership and the GM were more, way more concerned with how much money they made in hot dogs they sold as opposed to, hey, we have a winning team and maybe one of the greatest teams ever. Let's keep it together. Yeah, that's a tough one, right? Would you would I you think, lose um, your mind if the if the owners of the Lakers just traded LeBron tomorrow for like ten pieces? Uh, it's, it's just it was, know, for think, for um, us for us back then we just we just couldn't believe it. It just really pissed us off, really more than anything. Yeah, you always want to say hindsight's twenty twenty, and you know playing armchair quarterback, but it's like even for that, it's like come on, man! Like, are you kidding me? Um, I think. Uh, you know, I think everyone has the same opinion of, of uh, it amazes me. Cause I think those, those had to be the only couple people that thought that that was a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> they would just look at themselves in the mirror and be like, can we justify this? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. We're making yeah. the big bucks. We call the shots and it just doesn't work. It's like those had to be the only people that thought that that would, that was a good idea. And they just so happened to be the decision makers. <laughs> the, the, the two guys. I mean, they bring in Phil Jackson and say, if you win 82 games, you're still fired. Right. Wow. You win every game, wow. you're gone. Um, so, with that said, uh, earlier you mentioned uh, you were a Carolina Panthers fan. You've got a new owner, and they've made a lot of changes, a lot of different things this year. How are you feeling about your Panthers now? Now, obviously, Hunter and myself aren't Panthers fans. Zach is. So, uh, Zach's on your uh, on your side on this one. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think – it's like we couldn't really get any worse so i think uh well i guess we could but we weren't far from it um so i'm excited you know i think it's always good it's always good to have change and and new changes is, is fun um i love our new head coach i think i think you know that's what i would want being a player and um i love our draft picks i thought that was yeah, pretty funny all really defensive well players that. yeah i think uh you know i think he turned some heads and I'm excited, right? It's I think it's a good time to be excited. I you know, 
we'll see how it goes come fall. I mean, you'll be excited until they release the schedules tomorrow and see where who all you have to play. Yeah. Let me tell you that. Well, that away uh, schedule have to, is you rough. Have, yeah, you have to go to Washington, which is oh. what Hunter's talking oh, about. Come on now. He's want he's wanting a road trip uh, with the he's wanting a road trip with the Littles is what he wants to Washington. <laughs> <laughs> what the uh what they say the other day there's no international play- games anymore yes. or something. This year they will not be playing overseas in England. You know they usually have the games that they do over in England. Jacksonville yeah. was scheduled for like what two or three of them. Yeah. So Jacksonville actually gets to play at home now. Imagine that. Maybe they don't want to travel across <laughs> the across the pond and consider that a home game. Maybe they'll make some money so that they don't think about moving the team out of Jacksonville. I don't know. But yeah, they did it's say that they're not because <laughs> there was also supposed to be another game. Was it this year or next year in Mexico City? They were going to make up for the awful. Uh, field conditions that they had yeah, last year, so they've canceled all of the games that are supposed to be out of the country. So everything's going to be in the states. There you go, like it should be. <clears throat> I mean, they got televisions, you know. <laughs> That's something Terry was. It's all That's about the Terry and me coming. Out. Just, they got televisions. Jesse, did you see the Phil Jackson episode of the with the um, when the owner shot the referee? No, no. Yeah. What? When Phil Jackson was uh, coaching down, I think it was Puerto Rico. It was Puerto Rico, yeah. Um, the his own team owner. Uh, no, no. I thought it was the governor. What? No. Yeah, I thought it was, it was the, the team, it wasn't owner. team owner. I thought it was the governor. No, the team owner oh, shot the, the referee. The team owner shot the referee over a call, and he was banned from home games. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. So he could. That was his punishment. He could go to the away games after this, but he was banned from home games for shooting the referee. The referee. You, you gotta love it, man. Now, you yeah. you didn't want you didn't want to shoot that one NASCAR official, did you? <laughs> no, 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 I couldn't have done that. <laughs> Put him in a headlock or two. So. Oh man, uh, now, I did get in trouble one time. I was uh, I was young. I was racing um, a limited late model. Actually, at, uh, talking about old tracks, I was racing at North Wilkesboro. Okay, and um, I was gonna bring that up in just a second. 2010. Yeah, this was 2010, and. Uh, they, they they made a BS call about me spinning out this guy. Totally did, disagreed. And so they held me on the front stretch and sent me to the back. And while they were holding me, I, I flipped the bird to the official awesome. that was holding me. And, uh, and after the race, they called me to the trailer. Everyone, my mom's there and crew chief's like, what, what's, what's the deal? And I'm like, I don't know. So I get there and they're like, the race director comes, he would come down from the tower and he's like, I don't appreciate you treating my officials that way. And my mom's like, what do you do? And he's like, he flipped him off. And she was like, so disappointed. I was like, oh shit. I uh, <laughs> messed that one up. I'm like, and my mom had to be here with me to hear that figures. That's the worst one. I was like mom? 13 years old. That's the yeah. worst one of mom there. Isn't it? Dang. If that's, if that, if you got scolded just for flipping off the official, I, my parents didn't scold me for the stuff I used to say to referees, like in the center of the field, <laughs> At my high, my final high school playoff game, the referee literally followed me for five minutes saying 13, don't make me pull this card on you. Don't make me blow this whistle. I said, you got anything else to fucking do besides follow me in this playoff game? I, he had made me so mad. <laughs> oh, my God. I used to – I really did give officials hell. But if that's all you – I wish that's all I did. So, Je- I wish I had that kind of restraint. Jesse, did you play Actually, any- what, what made it even uh, – what made it even better is, like, literally the two weeks after that or the next week, Kyle Busch is racing Texas, if you remember, in the cup car. And they said he was speeding down pit road, so he comes down pit road again, and the officials holding him in the box, and he like he like double birds the official, <laughs> and I'm like, see, like Kyle just did it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a big deal. 
And then, and then of course, like NASCAR brings him back down again to serve another lap penalty for for misconduct. And I'm like, oh, okay, they got me. <laughs> okay, they got me. <laughs> that's, that's Zach. That's Zach's uh, driver there. Yeah, awesome. uh, Jesse, I'm looking at the uh, the last race up in North Wilkesboro. I went to Appalachian State, um, so I, I got there four years after North Wilkesboro Wilkesboro closed. So I never got. I've, I've driven by it a hundred times, but I've never actually. Uh, got to see a race there. Gordon won, Earnhardt second, Jarrett third, Burton fourth, Terry Labonte fifth, Rick Mast, Rudd, Hamilton, Mark Martin, and Rusty Wallace. They're going back to North Wilkesboro this weekend for iRacing after Junior cleared off the track for the scanners up there. So uh, that's another thing that the folks are, are kind of excited about. I'm excited just to, even if it is the iRacing, seeing it. And Jeff Gordon said that uh, I think he may be uh, going to race in this as well. That'll be cool. Yeah, I think um, it's a fun track, man. I got to race there one. It was the one time I got to race there, I loved it. It's it's so unique, and I think um, I think that's why everyone still talks about it and it's still brought up so much. It's like it was. There's nothing. There's no other truck like no other track like it, and I don't know why because our you know you don't even argue about it. Like it put on such great racing all the time. So um, so turns three so and four, I, I three think, and four were actually uphill. Uh, is is turn three yeah. was uphill and one the back was straight downhill. Away was uphill, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah the back straightaway. I remember going uphill, um, and it and it was just so unique. It was fun. It was and it's the perfect speed. You know, where I think that's another, like I think that's another reason um, NASCAR's you know talking about the going back to like the beating and banging and and the product on the track is you know we go to short tracks where we can you know our top speed's not that fast. We can get away with it. Uh, North Wilkesboro is a perfect example where, you know, you're only doing maybe a hundred at the end of the straightaway and, and, and I don't know, 60 in the corner, 50 in the corner, you can get away with a lot. And it's not, you know, you're not going to hurt the car and you know, you're not going to hurt the other driver. So it's like, why not, you know, why not beat bang, spin out, come, you know, door slam, go to the back, come to the front. I think, uh, I think this week will be cool. I know, I'm sure the same good guys are going to win. I'm sure Byron's going to win again, and and Garrett's going to be fast, and and uh, Timmy Hill will be fast. But you know, I watched the race for the mid pack action. Well, yeah, like I said, I, I like watching Jimmy. I like watching him wrecking the back. <laughs> he's just yeah, he's just as happy yeah. as he can be. Oh gosh, that guy booked I, uh, me. I uh, I room um, I rent a room for my buddy Cole Custer, and and uh, he comes in off of his sim every, every Sunday just sweating and he's like god those things suck man you know and he finishes like 32nd or something I'm like what? you suck at it how why are you putting in so much effort <laughs> no I got to give him some shit well Jesse did you play any sports at Bandy's um all I did was wrestling I uh I really couldn't in the fall or spring just with my racing schedule. So rest, you know, I only could do winter sports and I sure as hell wasn't a basketball player. Um, I've seen it. I can attest to that. He's not a basketball player, (laughs) (laughs) but we'll still pick uh, you. you uh, Yeah. I I got some hops so I can rebound pretty good. You know, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll do my best Dennis Rodman, but I ain't shooting for shit. That's, that's for sure. (laughs) So, all right. So you're, you said you did wrestled and that brought me up to my next question. Zach here is a wrestling aficionado. Mm -hmm. Me and him both, Grew up in the in the heyday of it with Flair and Hogan and all that <laughs> stuff, so we know all that. My question is, and and Hunter, you know, he's been walking around here with a big chest since he's uh, started the podcast. You know, he, I, I'm I, I'm trying to set up a Hunter Yancey Jesse Little 
two on one versus Braun Strowman match. What are, whoa, we, what are whoa, we waiting whoa, whoa, whoa. on? He I, says y'all can no, take no, 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 no. Whoa, you're putting <laughs> you're putting words in my mouth. Have you seen that monster? Dude, I saw that I saw that guy in public one time and yeah. I, I I almost was speechless. I was like, Wow. You know he worked at the pit stop. That, you know he worked right there at Pit Stop for the longest time. Across the Yeah, forever, yeah. Yeah. He's from down in the Denver area. Oh, so I know, yeah. I yeah, they him. went to high school bandages. Yeah, they all went to bandages. Yeah, Braun went to our high school. And I know that. Let me tell you, when you go in the pit stop and you want to get your, your tire or whatever you got to get done there, they got a picture up there of him. They're damn proud of that yeah. boy. Do, do you think Hunter could even wrestle like one leg or arm of Braun Strowman? Hell yes. Just one arm. <laughs> it'd be like the... It'd be like the uh, That's like... Uh, go ahead. That's like those uh, funny ass tweets that you see where it's like uh, you 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 have to score fifteen points on Jordan, otherwise like you can't listen to music for your rest of your life or something. <laughs> I'd like, work damn hard if I had to, if that was the state. Be like the Avengers movie, yeah, with uh, Hulk get, and um, you can't get taken down by Braun, Loki. otherwise you you know. Listen, yeah. man, that that That'd dude's funny, leg man. alone is probably bigger than Jesse. And myself. <laughs> hey, you got to remember, he he started Dude, out know, powerlifting. I don't know, um, yeah, I don't know if you saw it, but I've uh, I've been watching Game of Thrones recently, and so the, the mountain, uh, the mountain yeah. in it. Yeah, uh, I forget his name. Hap. He's like Hap Thor. He's like a world strongest man. Yeah. He and this other dude just signed a contract. I follow. And it's like the world's heaviest boxing match. Dude, these two guys are like 400 pounds, and they're like 6'10", <laughs> and they're going to box next year. <laughs> well, Jesse, I'm on I was your... like, I'm definitely buying that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on your Wikipedia page. I was trying to find a height and weight for you so I could I could size you and Hunter up, but it doesn't, doesn't listen, say. Listen, We wouldn't stand a chance. <laughs> I know the NASCAR drivers are too big. I've done my best big. to get that removed <laughs> off the web. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how much money did you pay him? How much, Jesse, did you know? We had to keep that secret now. Could, could y'all take him I down? Could y'all take him down in the ring at the it. same time? No, no, there's no way. <laughs> no. And Jesse, look, I'm gonna give us as much of a fighting uh, chance as I can, but I've I've seen yeah. the custom weights they made for him at Iron Physique, <laughs> man. We can't do it. So, back in the day, uh, I'd like to think the best way would just be tire him out. I think that's. Oh the best yeah, way. just so, run around. I hope. So, so back in the day when uh, NWO came, uh, they used to come to Bojangles Arena. It was actually uh, WCW, right? We had these guys sitting in front of us. And the Macho Man was in the ring, DDP, and the referee. These two guys in front of us, they was definitely rednecks. They said, we're going to go down. They had their girlfriends with them and everything. They said, we're going to go down and get in the ring. <laughs> they did. <laughs> they got the living crap beat out of them in like two seconds and arrested. No way. <laughs> and their girlfriend's like, what happened? I said, they just Some... got put in jail. <laughs> <laughs> we're like 96. They look like little midgets. Those, those, <laughs> Those are some uh, good rest. Did you did you watch any wrestling growing up, Jesse, or, or was that was that one of your things? Or you, yeah, I did when I was um, yeah, I did when I was young, young. I I was a big fan of uh, the Undertaker. He was oh, my yeah. favorite. Still is. Now now we um, have now now Zach and I will we'll put our um, we put our mount. We have a thing on the show. We do Mount Rushmores, and Mount Rushmores of yeah. of anything you could name it. Mount Rushmores of 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 cheeseburgers. Mount Rushmore of 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 first baseman for the Atlanta Braves, Mount Rushmore, of of whatever what's, uh, you want. What's 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 a Mount Rushmore light beer? 
of light beer. Oh, God. Because I was having this conversation the other day, and I couldn't figure it out. I'm glad we, you brought something like up like this, because this is this is intriguing. Well, I, I'll, name light you, I'll give you three, and then y'all can fill in the fourth one. I'm good about giving three, and, and the fourth one's always hard. I'm going to guess one. You guess Bush? I, I was not going to guess Bush, ah! but that could be in there. Uh, hey, you guys are too young, but the Bud Light commercials for, for years on the Super Bowl was, was the number one commercial. Uh, of course, people, uh, a lot of people of the middle light with, with the cars and everything. And then the, the third one for me is Corona light. <laughs> for, this is a troubling time to mention so, that. So, so I don't think that's right. going to cut it. Uh, but, but, <laughs> I, but with that said, you brought up Bush light and I'm not going to lie. There has been plenty, plenty of Bush light, uh, kegs that have been drunk in my presence in Boone. Mm-hmm. So I, I just want to say that that's the, that's the, that's the drink of choice in Boone for, for you, for you folks that were wondering, no. That's a North Wilkesboro drink right there. North Wilkes. Hey, man, I'm a big fan of Bush Light. I won't lie. Is it on your route, Rushmore, of, of lights my, then? What, what, what were you guys discussing? Yeah. I, um, I'm i going to go. Mine mine were Coors Light, Bush Light. Ooh. And then you got to put, I mean, I don't like it, but you got to put Bud Light up there and then Miller Light. Those are my four. I like the Coors Light on the golf course when it's hot. It's, it's it seems a little more and, and you just freeze them jokers to death and they just just right chuck yeah. them down your uh, Miller Lite makes my burps smell Colorado like fish. Kool-Aid. Yeah, Miller Lite makes my burps smell like fish, so I can't drink it. Kevin, why have you just sniffed your own burp <laughs> like man? Who hasn't smelled their own burps? We talking well, I about? Mean, what were you doing it as an experiment? Saying no, huh, it's just let when me I, see. When I, every time I've ever burped, smelling Miller Lite, I'm like God Almighty, it's awful. I don't want to drink it. God Almighty. <laughs> That's just that's just me. I don't want to step on any of Jesse. Uh, yeah, Jesse, real quick before I say something stupid, uh, who are your sponsors? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you always got to ask. Who's your main sponsors right now, uh, Jesse? Uh, my main ones. So, um, I got quite a few different partners. Uh, all um, all have been supporting me the last handful of years, um, but primaries. Uh, we kind of go back. We got about three three primaries. Uh, Scuttle Tights one. They're a um, attic entry system. That's big in the Midwest. Um, it's actually kind of interesting learning all about it. Um, you know, like down south, all of our attics are storage, but like up there, like they don't put anything in them. Like it's just open. But um, but they got to be sealed off because it gets so cold in the winter time, and they don't want like heating. They don't want like the heat to leak up there, so they all uh, they all have like these attic seals, but then it's hard to access them. So Scuttle Tights got a nice product that uh, allows you to enter it, but also you know keeps your costs low and and uh, won't let heat leak. So he's been a good partner of mine the last handful of years. And then we uh, we have a lot of product sponsors, um, you know, Shocks, Penske Shocks, PSC Brakes, um, SRI products performance products they kind of help us out with all of our consumable brake clean um stuff like that and then uh, a couple couple new cool companies that we that we were able to get on board this year series seating is one um they do like auditorium seating and stadium seating and stuff like that um so they, they're a good they're they're they were a great partner of ours at uh, daytona and vegas california um and then, uh, you know, we, we get a lot of associates, I think, kind of running, <clears throat> running, you know, mid-pack um, where we do. You know, that's because of our budget, um, the 
you know, that's kind of an interesting thing that we can dive into in the sport is, you know, the top 10 um, are probably in the Xfinity series are probably spending four or five times what our team does. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we know our budget, we know where we're going to race, we know where we're going to finish. And, uh, and for us, you know, we're able to, we're able to get a lot of help with associates, you know, on that week. Um, we do a lot of work in that region or that market, you know, with local, anything, restaurants, hotels, um, you know, businesses that just want to advertise or, or people that just want to do uh, some hospitality and come out to the track. Um, you know, we, uh, NASCAR is kind of a great, I think it's, it's, you're able to leverage so much with your sponsors that you can almost fit, you can almost figure out how to benefit them regardless, you know, and that's really what's changed the last handful of years too, to get into the other topic is, you know, it's become expensive and it's become so expensive that, you know, and, and while it's become expensive, you know, the popularity is kind of leveled off from what it was in the late nineties, early two thousands of being this really new and exciting thing. And, and, uh, you know, and I like to use the example of no longer do sponsors just, you know, the, the, the dessert is no longer just seeing their name on the car going around in circles. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of the icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. They want, you know, they want return. And, and the best example is, you know, Caterpillar. Um, you know, no fan's going to watch the car and go buy a bulldozer. You know, those are, right. you know, that's completely, that's completely different. But Caterpillar is able to use it because they're able to leverage so much through hospitality and employee incentives and sales. And, you know, they're, they're maybe doing a big project with a contractor and they want to bring the contractor to a race and they can have sweet passes and meet the drivers and sit in the meetings and stuff yeah. like that. So, you know, we're able to, we're able to do so much that, um, everyone's getting creative and, and you can almost satisfy any kind of business. Right. Um, you can almost satisfy any kind of business regardless. You know, we do a lot of work with B2B stuff. Mm-hmm. So we'll, you know, we'll maybe have a, I have a partner that does a lot of development and construction work. And so we, my team, we work on, um, my personal team, my, my manager, marketer, marketing guy and stuff we work on big businesses that want to partner with him and then in return i get a kickback so it's you know you kind of get creative right you do whatever you can in this day and age yeah how, how hard I is was it? just gonna say this though because i was like i know all about that because uh, do you remember a few years ago i was interviewing with joe gibbs i was interviewing at jgr yep. and i was trying to get on the yep. media uh, media department and, you know, this was like a year or two out of broadcasting school. But I remember uh, Boris, who was over their media department, he told me, he said, all right, here's the thing. These sponsors want more than just to put their label on the car. They're expecting us to cut commercials for like M&Ms and Kyle Busch. Yep. They're wanting us to cut commercials for DeWalt. They're wanting us to cut a bunch of commercials yep. that we can. They're looking at us as basically their media yep. platform to create their promotionals exactly. and use the, not just the car, yep. but the driver's face because that's what the consumer is yep. going to recognize. If you're a, if you're a you know a uh, Kyle Busch fan, you're not going to go get some Skittles. You're going to get some M and M's. I'm going to su- support some Kyle <laughs> yep. Busch. He does Skittles too, I think. Does he? Or are they both? Are they both <laughs> I think they're the same they're brand. Both, oh, if they're owned by Mars, then yeah, yeah the Mars they're both company. Mars. Mars. Yep. So then yeah, yeah, but you you know yeah, what you I mean. Know, you know uh, the the M and M. They they it's just. They put a name with a face, and that's who they correlate it with. And, and you know, I, I can yeah, see how teams, everybody does that. Yeah, race teams nowadays, man, the big ones, they have more people in the front office mm-hmm. doing 
media, marketing, business mm-hmm. development, business mm-hmm. analytics than they do working on the cars. That's, right. um, that's what I wanted to ask. That, you know, that's what I want to ask. just changed. I want to ask what really I want to ask you about, Jesse. You know, you've, you've been in the sport as a, as, as a young man and, and growing up and your father and everything as well. How hard is it for, you know, you were talking about, you know, the top 10 guys and, and pretty much probably every series they got better equipment or whatever. How hard is it for guys that you know or think you're a better driver than other guys and better equipment, and you, you, and then most of the sport, a lot of your sport and time is spent on it, it just whatever makes the sponsors happy as opposed to my skill and, and, and how good I am at this sport. And it, it's got to be a little frustrating you know, you're sitting there, like you said, you're driving around in 15th, and, and you know, if I got the other equipment, the same guy, I think I can beat him. And is there a way that NASCAR, in, in all the levels, um, can, can do something to make it even throughout all the teams to make it, you know, not every driver should, you know, you, you talk about yeah. competitiveness, but still, like I said, you know, as a Jimmy Johnson fan, for three or four, the last four or five years, um, I'm sorry, but the, the, the Chevys hadn't done good at all. And then he's then now he's going to retire. And then this year they're back they're back to it. And he's and, and it seems like all the Chevys are doing good. And you're just like, man, it, it seems like he wasted a few years there. And, and that's what I want to know: how hard is it for you guys thinking, man? I just want this equipment, need this equipment. It's not fair that we're not using the same equipment. They, all the NBA players use the same ball, same in basketball and everything else. It's just different in NASCAR mm-hmm. and in racing. Yeah, yeah, I think um, you know that's a that's a great subject that I can spend hours talking about because <laughs> you know it's kind of been my it's been what I've grown up with my whole life in the sense of um you know being a family team being a low budget working on my personal you know working on my own stuff and then going to the track and, and seeing you know knowing knowing what those teams have and what they put into it you know money wise people wise resources and then still going and beating them and then, you know, still only racing four or five more times that year. So it's something I've always dealt with and, you know, and had um, something I've always been forced to think about. And it is tough, you know, it's frustrating. Um, but at the same time, you know, that's kind of the fuel that keeps me going in the competitive side on the competitive side. Cause there's nothing better than just straight, kicking ass when you know you shouldn't you know right when you beat teams that you know have yeah when you beat teams and drivers and and you know they have 30 people working at the shop on that car and and you know they're putting four or five six million dollars into that program it's when that they know what you're working with you know that's Mm -hmm. kind of the other side um so it's i i think it's uh you know, you can see it both ways. I try, I obviously will always stay positive about it because I'm not going to let that get to me. I think an important thing that I do that helps is, you know, I remind myself just like I envy some other drivers, there's plenty of people behind me that probably are looking at me saying, well, you know, all I need is a shot and I could do better than him. So, um, you know, I, I stay positive and I think, uh, I think, you know, going to the next subject about you know how do you make it um more fair you know it's a tough one it's a it's a tough one and i you know i think i think it could trim to that one day because you know nascar it's it's got to be special in the sense of stock car racing um 
and you have to have that connection with fans of, you know, what you're driving is, you know, kind of like what they could drive. Um, and, and you don't want it to get money wise. You don't want it to get like F1, right. Where, you know, there's two or three teams spending $500 million a year and then everyone else is only spending, you know, 20% of that. Cause you don't want, you know, you don't want the same guy. You don't want the same two people winning, you know, 28 of the 32 races. So, or 36 races or whatever. And so, like, you, like you said, you know, in Formula think, One, you can't even bump them out of the way. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, can you, know, you put and them the, and the hard the part too. Exactly. The hard part too is, you know, there's so many, we can go back to, there's so many variables in NAS, in racing and NASCAR <clears> and, and it's hard, right? We want, you know, drivers want, honestly, I think drivers want a spec car where they can really put, they're you know they they can that, that makes them more valuable right if the drivers yes. have a spec car then the best drivers are going to get the most money and the mm-hmm. highest pay and they're going to go win yeah. races because they're the best so drivers want a spec car but manufacturers don't because many you know the oems and manufacturers that's that's you know their number one product driven market is performance right. and Chevrolet doesn't want the exact same car that Ford has and right. and Toyota doesn't want the exact same car that either of them have. And so, you know, you have the hard part is you have what drivers want, you have what manufacturers want, then you have what owners want and owners want whatever's cheapest, you know, to save them money. And then you want whatever uh, NASCAR wants. And, you know, and then we've got to always think about what the fans want, what creates the best product, you know, what creates the best product on the track, you know, and then we got to think about, what the sponsors want, you know, do sponsors want sponsor, you know, do does M&Ms want to sponsor Kyle Busch if he's driving the exact same car as everyone else? You know, does that make the team less valuable? Does that make, you know, there's so hard. There's so many things that go into it. Um, I know they were very close and actually it was going to come out next year. It was that new gen seven car and it was going to, <clears throat> it was going to be a lot more spec than the cars they are in now. Uh, that got delayed to 2021, obviously, but, uh, you know, I think that's the first step in the right direction because to be honest, I think we have to do something to the, to trend to the spec side because, you know, otherwise if we're not going to have a sport in 30 years, it's going to be too expensive and there's going to be eight guys, you know, capable of winning and no one wants to watch that. You know, our fields, our fields are, you know, comparing to 20 years ago, they're already down a lot back when races used to have 50, 60 guys showing up, you know, we're happy if we have a full field. So, um, I think the change is going to help. The change is going to help a lot, but it is tough, man. It's, you know, it's hard. There's, there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot that, uh, you know, a lot of variables that, that I don't, you know, know enough about to be able to answer. But, um, you know, you kind of just, I think going to the driver's side, you just hope that, I hope personally, I can speak for myself. I hope, you know, it's, it's something that everyone can agree on and continues to still give a good product on the track. All right, Jesse, let's, um, real quick, let's do a little fun before you get out of here. Let's do it to Mount Rushmore's. And then I want you to go over, um, exactly what you're going to be doing here in the next few weeks, uh, going where and, and, and any protocol and stuff yeah, like that. But absolutely. Let, first of all, uh, <clears throat> let's, let's get your, now, well, this is the Jesse little, uh, NASCAR Mount Rushmore, and I also want the wrestling your Mount Rushmore for you. How about that? Mount so Rushmore. let's let's go let's go your NASCAR like real it. quick. Uh, mine. Are we doing 
like guys you like or the, just the four who great, I the, the best the, the best. four greatest yeah. ever. however you want to put your Mount Rushmore you can put a little sign at the bottom Jesse dude you can put it says, Chad it says <laughs> this says Jesse Little's Mount Rushmore his favorite drivers ever or the best however you want to word it it's your Mount Rushmore it's you Mount, know, it's think, Mount uh, Little uh, it, hey, it's yeah, Little Mountain the greatest drivers ever greatest drivers ever that's a good one I think um, you know you have to you have to put the, the two guys actually three guys mm-hmm. really and that's dale senior mm-hmm. richard mm-hmm. and jimmy yep. and i think i i'd put kyle bush as the fourth i think those four those four I are that message. arguably the, the, the greatest ever the greatest ever do it <laughs> Jesse, you ever notice sometimes whenever yeah. people maybe do, you got to say the best four. Most of the most of the room can agree on three, but it's yeah. always that it's fourth always, one. It's, it's always, always that fourth one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, three the the seven times champions is easy. Yes, the fourth one is okay. easy. So you, you got know, the and silver, but the, and then it's hard too. It's hard too because it's like, well, his greatest. You know, what about it? You know, like that's the argument, right? With Richard Petty and two hundred wins. Well, that was back when they were racing seventy times a year, and and the competition wasn't as good. So, you know, is he really? Right. I understand. You know, is is he really that good? Just like he was also driving say, a car without um, power steering and 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 bump and, exactly <laughs> at two hundred miles was per hour. Just by like he was winning races by like fourteen laps though. I that's mean, right. come on, you know. How about, no, I, I, I don't. What was it Bill, Bill Elliott still has that's the fastest like, time the, uh, at Talladega speed? That's like uh, you know today's basketball players couldn't play the yeah. couldn't play in the defensive back then. You know I like that argument. Hey, have you seen? Um, have you been to the Hall of Fame and seen some of these older cars that like Petty actually drove and those guys and stuff? Yeah. Have you it's seen? Amazing, I, th- actually, I tell you, you know, what you I think? thought. I, what I thought was interesting was Petty's seat. You were talking about the G forces. He was one yeah. of the first people that he yeah. had a seat turned mm-hmm. at like a fifteen degree angle yeah. to, to take the G's there at Daytona. Yeah, it's uh, it's so cool. That's a per. I I always forget about that, but that's such a perfect um, example of, you know, back then, it was so new that, you know, no one knew what to go off of. There was no right. studies. There was no data or anything like that. And, you know, I love the story. Like, he wrecked. Richard wrecked one week. I forget where, and he flipped, and like, his arm came out the window, and his mom was scared, so she like knitted him a window net. You know, and that's literally that's where the first started. window net came from. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't know. I did and not know that like story. That, I mean, should know that story. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate but, you telling um, me that one. Yeah, like... so my four, my Mount, my Mount Rushmore for greatest drivers are definitely those four. I think, uh, you know, I think you could have fun and say, like, who's most influential. You know, there's plenty of arguments like that. Um, but I think uh, those four have to be. You know the four. You know Kyle. I can see where you might throw Gordon in there or somebody. There like you that. go. That would have been that would have been my interchangeable person. I'm a Kyle fan, so I'm good with Kyle. The three is is not. Yeah. I don't think it's even debatable. No, uh, I don't think you could. No. You know, but and actually, what's even more, I love Mount Rushmore's because, like, you can't just say one. So you got four is enough that you can yeah. easily get everybody then, cover. Everybody. And even here, Kevin, you can tell them about the uh, the backside of the mountain. Well, yeah, we've we've got a we've got uh, we've got this smaller mountain that's on the backside. It's called a uh, Mount uh, Pass Less, and so <laughs> that a rush more <laughs> for, for the guys that don't that don't quite make that that one. They can sit on the back of the mountain and and listen. You can sit Kyle can, Bush back there yeah. all you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm just I'm I, uh, I'm not saying he's funny. not good or not one of the best. What I'm saying is 
He's not quite there yet, and he could be. Uh, I would have probably Jeff Gordon there as my four spot. Of course, the Silver Fox, 105 wins. David Pearson is yeah. tough to pass up. I like Rusty Wallace. That's what back I mean, in the man. Day. You know, like <clears throat> David's even David. Like if you look at it, like on paper, David's the greatest driver ever. He yeah. had like a win percentage of like like 20 percent or something. Like it was silly. Mm-hmm. Um, and he never ran one full time season, so it's like how many championships would he have had if he did run full time, you know? Um, so yeah, people, I actually forgot about David Pearson. And a lot of people back in, 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 in my younger days was huge. If you wasn't Earnhardt fan, you was Bill Elliott. So Bill Elliott was a one Bill, of the bigger guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, so I like his son. I, I would give y'all this. My, my mount passed less for the race car drivers is Pearson, mm-hmm. Waltrip, um, your, your Bush boy there. Yeah. And, I had another one. I just let Yarborough. Yeah, Kale Yarborough be up there. Kale. Kale's good. Like I said, I, I always like to watch and then Rusty after that, Wallace. Then after that, I like the Rusty Wallaces. I like the Mark Martins. Yep. Um, I, Jesse, it's... don't worry. We won't tell you, I Dad. You Gordon, left him off. I think Gordon has to go on the pass yeah. list. Mountain. I mean, he's he's I four he or five. I mean, it, it's, yeah. he's he's dead. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a Kyle Busch fan. I, I might have to put Gordon on four. I, I he has, See, he has a 80 plus wins, and I think I think Kyle's in the fifties. At, on wins. See, as a Petty and a Johnson fan, I like to see guys pass people without wrecking them. So <laughs> the Kyle Bushes and Earnhardts of yeah. the world are not exactly the best drivers. So I'm the Ky- me. I, Although I love the bumping. I, I I'm love the Kyle the Bush and, and Earnhardt fan, so I like to run them off the road and get by I, them. I think Earnhardt, the problem I had with Earnhardt was that he would wreck <laughs> everybody in front of him and then talk, say that's just racing. And then as soon as somebody bumped him, he would come into the pits ready to fight, rent, throwing wrenches, and yeah. he he was mad at everybody. The intimidator, man. <laughs> right. was, yeah, Kyle's got a lot of no, him in it. Nobody would throw That's a tire like changer under the bus like Dale Earnhardt. Kyle, two Kyle Bush has got a lot of, <laughs> two, a lot of uh, Earnhardt in him, more than, reasons, more than Junior got. There's, there's, two two reasons, yeah. there's two reasons I like Kyle, too. The other reason, he, he I, I, I actually work at Harris Teeter in Denver. Listen, I would fight Kyle. I'd be afraid to get in a fight Earnhardt. He might cut you. <laughs> I went. I work at the Harris Teeter in Denver, and him and his wife used to shop at our store. And uh, he was really personable. He always wore his NOS hat, but uh, his wife was uh, really personable too. And they had lost a child or tried to have children and had some trouble. And they help uh, with a lot of that stuff too. So that's another reason I like him because we lost a child, uh, and they help with people that can't um, with with uh, in vitro fertilization and stuff. So uh, yeah. I like the way he races. Yeah, the foundation and I like him. does a lot of great yeah. stuff. I, all right, uh, Jesse, wrestling, Mount Rushmore of your your Mount Rushmore, not ours, not anybody else, not whatever. I, me and Zach have slightly different ones. We've got Pretty a close. different on, on the fourth one, as yeah, usual. Always. Uh, but the uh, the first three, we got the same three, but the fourth one's a little bit different. Let's hear what you have to say. Let's hear what the 20, was it 22-year-old? Is that how you are, Jess? 23. 23 now. You guys are getting old now, aren't you? Yes, sir. Uh, 23-year-old uh, wrestling, <laughs> wrestling fan. Uh, let, let's hear what Jesse has to say on that. I, um, for me, this is a pretty easy one. Cause like I only watched, you know, like I only watched for these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I know one of them and probably. it just so happens to be like four. So it's like, you know, easily undertaker, yeah. triple H, Shawn Michaels and, uh, John Cena. Like those, those are my no. guys. He didn't say the one I thought he was going to say. He left Stone Cold off, and I exactly. was hurt. All right, say yours again. Say yours again, there, Jesse. See, I see. I you didn't said... watch a lot. I didn't watch a lot of him. Um, yeah, because that's right about when y'all was born. The Undertaker. You said Triple Undertaker, H, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels, Cena. and uh, John Cena. Cena. 
Okay. Bum, 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 bum. There was a time where a lot of people thought Shawn Michaels was the best in the business. You can say that. Maybe a year or two there at some point before he, all the stuff happened with him and everything. But um, I've never been a fan of Cena. Uh, Hunter, is that your favorite Hunter? No. <laughs> yeah. No, I love Stone Cold. I love everything Stone Cold stands for. That's just a badass. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, so so with the Mount Rushmore, the way we looked at it, the way we look at it, Jesse is is kind of, me and Zach and I is is, is kind of like you know with almost with the presidents, like the older guys have to get have to get the the precedent over the younger guys. Now, um, you have the Undertaker on there. He is on ours. I will say that. Right? Was he no, he, he 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 did not have Undertaker on his. Uh, yeah, they had him on mine. You he, had your own on yours, didn't you, Jesse? No, he did not. Yeah, I did. Oh, I'm sorry. He, I, I'm he sorry. He had Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Cena, and Undertaker. I thought he had. Okay, I, I missed that one. I'm did sorry. Did he say somebody else then? No, did he say I five? think he's good. Okay, mm-hmm. so there's your four. We I had under. Did you have Undertaker on yours? Okay, me and Zach pretty much had the same yep. top four. We had Undertaker, Ric Flair, Hogan, and Andre the Giant. Um, that's yeah, one. Yeah, Andre's okay. the one that gets missed. And I believe. I think I threw Dusty on and said Andre. You you had a you had a non honorable. You had Dusty or Andre, and I, I just think. Yeah, I Andre, totally agree with that one too. Th- those folks, every one of those was almost bigger at some point than wrestling itself. Um, yeah, like like you couldn't just say like if you had Triple H come into a town, would people be excited that Triple H is there? Yeah, or, or, or exactly. Shawn Michaels, or like walking down the street. But if the Undertaker's walking down the street, or yeah. Ric Flair, or Hogan, people tend to I would say stop and and see those guys, but. That's how we like to see it. I'll say this. Let's go with Zach. So my favorite wrestler of all time is Sting. Yeah. So I would, I think, honestly, I think he's the most versatile wrestler ever as far as, and Zach can attest to this, he could wrestle Flair, Hogan, Muda, Dusty Rhodes, or the Giant. He could wrestle anybody, any place, any time, and that's probably what one of my, besides his shtick and everything, which is all cool, I just thought he was actually one of the best, most overround wrestlers. Mm-hmm. I think The Rock Almost gets into that category. He's not as aerial as Sting was, but overall, Sting was Sting. I think was was the overall maybe maybe one of the best. But um, the the impact Flair like, Hogan and, and then John you talk like influential, right? Yeah, yeah Stone Cold, the, the Rock, the influence that. Yeah, those guys kind of took care of it for sure. I, I think. Hey, how about this? Matt, let's yeah. let's do this one real quick, Zach, because mm-hmm. we got different generations. Jesse and Hunter can maybe attest some of this. The great the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Promo part people. Oh, promotional? the best talkers. Flair. Oh, the best talkers. Flair, Dusty, The Rock, Rock, I was Stone Cold. A, I said I would say Flair and Rock are one and two. Yeah, Dusty was really good. Uh, and then you got uh, Stone Cold and uh, both both of them were really good. Uh, Stone, I kind of uh, throw Stone, Stone Cold to the side a little bit because when he was uh, stunning Steve Austin, stunning Steve he Austin. has to get dinged for being stunning that? Steve Austin. So yeah, it's way early nineties. Look, or the Taskmaster. I know about stunning. Steve I saw a picture Austin. of Sting. you want a five star stunner, huh? <laughs> I saw a picture of Sting having stunning Steve in the uh, in the Scorpion. Yeah, Death so launch. I mean, you can't, you got to give him some. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't a great talker then. He was later on when he got to do his own thing. Uh, Flair, great talker. Dusty, great talker. Uh, Jesse, the have, Rock, have great you, talker. Have you ever went watched any of Flair's like old promos oh and gosh. things like that of him talking? <laughs> That's the funny. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the crazy thing is, is he Jet meant flying. what he said. Yeah. There you go. You know what he Jet, said, then yeah. Jesse. <laughs> Jet flying limousine riding, yeah, kiss still, and uh, Will and Dylan, son of a gun. Jesse, what do you know about the line to Space Mountain? 
Have you heard that one from Flair? I don't. He's talking about <laughs> no. the he's talking about the ladies, Jess, and he says there's a line at Space Mountain for a reason. <laughs> you you can we can word this that is a true story. Now, now, this is a that, true but... story. He would he would and, and even Arn Anderson would tell you this. They said they, Flair would plug where they were going to be at that night, uh, just so the the people would show up, the women and everything. Yeah. Yes, he would he would He'd drop say, and say we're going to be at the Marriott, you know, in, in, in Greensboro or whatever, yeah. you know. And he said it would just be they get back and like, really, dude, did you just do that? We got to rest. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jesse, I, uh, I got a quick Ric Flair story for you from, from Appalachian State. You ready for this one? Uh, one of my best friends up there was an, uh, a shot putter, and he actually was in the Olympic qualifying. Well, his uh, one of his the girls he works out with was on the track team is Rick, was Charlotte Flair. Yep. So, Ashley. Ashley Flair, not oh, Charlotte. Cool. Ashley Flair. So she went up to, uh, she oh, went okay. to App at the same time I was there, and so she was on the volleyball team. We're sitting there, and the bar's closed down now. It's called the library, and we're all sitting there in there uh, drinking and, and having a good night, whatever. And uh, Flair walks in and uh, with Ashley and, and their oh, little shit. table. And, and, and the guy with us, Anthony, he knew uh, Ashley, of course, and she had two of her friends with her that, he, that she knew as well. So, you know, he's just over here getting hammered. And, you know, he's a shot putter, so he's not a small guy. So I, I just want to put it that way. So he's like, man. I'm going. To, I want to talk shit to Flair so bad. I want to talk shit to him, man. I'm like, just, what are you going to do? He's like, I just want. You think he'll Flair chop me? I'm like, no, no, he won't, and he he will not do it. I swear, I think I can get him to do it. So about you know, getting near the end what of the is, night. Uh, go ahead, Jeff. Oh, I was just going to say, what is my guy now? He's got to be like in his 80s, seventy three. Seventy three. So this was fifteen years ago, roughly. So he's, so he's about he's about fifty five, something like almost. that. So Flair, uh, so Anthony goes over and starts talking to him, and we're just, you know, we ignore him, drinking, having a good time. All of a sudden, Anthony walks back and goes, hey, guys, go outside right now. I'll be out there in five minutes. I'm <laughs> like, what? And he's like, he's going to chop me. <laughs> no, like, no, no, he's not. Yes. So, I, Jesse, we all walked outside, waited a few minutes, and, and you know, Flair's paying, his, paying the bill for everybody in there, and all of a sudden he comes outside with his gang, and, and Anthony's standing there, and – uh and you know he's and he's a nut. So he's a good one. He's funny, but he's a nut. He's like, "All right, Flair, what you got?" As soon as he walks out the door, I'm like, "Oh my goodness!" Flair walks over, there, tells him to take his shirt off. So Anthony takes his shirt off, and Jesse, if he didn't crow hop <laughs> into a Flair chop, <laughs> he hit him so loud, so hard, it was so loud. Anthony's chest immediately <laughs> whelped up. It looked like he'd been hit with a with a belt or something across his chest. And he and and I swear to God, Jesse, if 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 and I'll do it on the camera. If Flair didn't, as soon as he chopped him, he was in character and everything. Zach, he chopped him, went woo, and did the walk all the way to his car and got in the car walking like that. He styled and profiled. Hey man, always in character. His Mercedes always in character, man. Anthony walks into the bar and he didn't he didn't put his shirt on. Anthony did not put his shirt back on. He walked into the bar with a whelp on his chest and just screams, Flair just chopped me. <laughs> and then you, you give him a beer and he just started pounding the beers. And he sat there in the bar with that whelp across his chest have, the last uh, two hours. Should have go get that it. handprint tattoo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> funny, funny story about Flair. You, you're an Undertaker fan, uh, obviously, and, and Flair. Now, they got kind of got together a little bit into Flair's career and, and they respect – Undertaker says Flair's the best wrestler of all time, which is uh, awesome for coming from Undertaker. But they used to wrestle each other. And Flair said he would, Undertaker would come up to him and he said, You got four chops. 
That's it. <laughs> Don't do any more. And he said, I wouldn't do any more. <laughs> he said, that was my only move. <laughs> to, to, to chop the Undertaker. Yeah. Uh, last one, Jesse, on that. Uh, that awesome. Last uh, last year, I got to go to the All-Star game uh, to, for interviews and, the, and everything. And I was sitting down there during practice, actually sitting beside the uh, the Bojangles Coliseum official team doctor, whatever he is. And he wasn't talking to me. He was talking to some of the other guys. But he was talking, and you know, I've talked with Zach about this before, how they used to. He he had to help Ric Flair bleed from his face because Flair for so many years had been cutting him with a razor blade. He lost all the blood in his forehead, so the doctor had to come there with a scalpel oh, and help oh. him cut cert, cut spots <laughs> on his head so they could get the blood coming out because he had his his he said his face was nothing but le- leather from all the razor blade cuts. Jeez. Uh did you know that's how they did that? The razor <laughs> blade keep the razor blade under the tongue. He's a tough son of a gun. No, ra- no razor blades for the what? NASCAR um, drivers. I will tell you a funny story, too, and I know we're getting nah. long on this, but um, Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson, Rock and Roll Express, they were talking about this. Jim Cornette was actually telling the story. He said back in the day to get blood uh, from some of those guys that didn't want to blade, they would put their, they would take a syringe, pull their own blood out of their own body, put it in a condom, put yeah. it under their tongue, <laughs> and they would bite it, and yep. it would you know make it you know spit it out and everything else. Well, yep. Now they tried that a couple years ago in the uh, ROH when when uh, Cornette was there with a tag team, and they make the condoms a lot better now. And he said the guy couldn't pop it; he swallowed it, and he about choked to death. Oh my god! <laughs> Damn, can you imagine that? What'd you do today, honey? Uh, well, I had a condom shoved down yeah. my throat. That's uh, why. Jeez. <laughs> All right, Jesse. Before you get out of here, what is your best uh, wrecking story? You got a good wrecking story, whether you wrecked um, someone or someone wrecked you. I got a buddy in race cars in uh, go karts one time. He was turning down into turn one, and a guy t boned him. And my buddy got out and said, "What the hell was you doing?" And the guy said, "I didn't know what you were going to do when you got to turn one." He said, "Well, I was going to take a fucking left. What were you thinking? What were you going to do?" <laughs> <laughs> so you got to you got to hear those good um, ones from the days. I got some. I I think uh, you know no wreck is fun, but one that kind of. I, I had a little chuckle right after I was, uh, it was back, back when I was younger, short track racing and, and, uh, got spun out, smacked the wall, couldn't drive my car back. It was big wreck and I'm mad. I'm, I was younger. I'm mad. And, and it was uh turn one, right. Going into turn one, it was early in the race. So like, there was no need for it. And <laughs> I get my helmet off and actually now I'm telling this story. I got another story after this. All right. I'm taking my helmet off and, uh, <laughs> And I'm like looking for the guy and I turn around to go put, to put my helmet like inside my car. And, um, this hammer drunk fan is up against the wall, like five feet. And he's like, are you okay? (laughs) Got two cans in his hands, two cans in in one hand. And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm good. And he's like, which one, which one did it to you? And I like, I, I don't even think I said it. I think someone else said it. And so the rest of the race, every single time that guy came by, he just flipped him off. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, I appreciate that guy. But race uh, fans are the best. But no, actually, yeah, telling that one, um, it just reminded me. So I was racing at Martinsville in a late model, uh, 2011. I was young and similar story. I got spun out. It was actually it was towards the end of the race and I was the, I, there was this, this race in Martinsville every year. It was huge. And this year there was like 2011, there was like 50 cars that, uh, that were there. And 
they only took like 36 and I, I qualified dead last. I was the last one to make it. Mm. Um, it was a super competitive field. So ran last, like it, it's usually a big wreck fest. It's 300 laps. It's a long race Yeah, and uh, made it all the way with like 10 to go. And I freaking got spun out and wrecked like running ninth. And I was so mad, so pissed off. I immediately get wrecked. I hop out of my car. I'm looking at the guy that spun me out. I'm just like, flipping them the bird like giving them both of them and i go to take my gloves off to throw them in my uh to throw them in my seat <laughs> i fucking got out of the car and forgot to put it in gear <laughs> so i turn around and my my car no shit is rolling down rolling down the banking about to smash into like a safety truck so i have to run and sprint and like straight up track jump my way into it slam on the brake so that's like what the, i get the, from being the old jackass, dukes of hazard uh, bow and luke duke sliding in the window oh dude yeah, it was it was bad, and and it's like somewhere on YouTube. Somebody sent me a video, so like, there's like evidence of it now. It's embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Well, everybody's got that one embarrassing story. It just so happens that yours is probably plastered everywhere, so you just can't live it down. Yeah, yeah, it could be worse. All know. right, Jesse. Um, let's finish up a couple new things. A couple things. Your May nineteenth in Darlington. Uh. Then we, is the Xfinity Series May 25th, Xfinity Series in Charlotte. What are you guys doing as far as getting prepared right now, and, and how is this going to be? Uh, of course, it's going to be different. You guys, you know, you're just showing up and racing and, and not having the qualifying. But, you know, are, are, are you guys, what's going to be, say, basically coronavirus protocol as far as your team and everything? <laughs> y'all, have y'all discussed any of that and, and that how that's going to work going forward down into Darlington? Yeah, the uh... – the procedures were just put out by NASCAR recently, and so we're uh, we're starting to figure all that out. Um, so it's different. It's going to be a lot of planning. But as far as like road crew and shop crew, um, you know, luckily, I'm, I, I try. I'll try to help as much as I can. But you know, it's kind of like you just each person I think is going to be in charge of doing their own job and being smart because you know it's it's a blessing that we're going to be the first sport back, but it's also like you know, be smart because you have a magnifying glass on you and all it's going to take is one damn person to, to test positive mm-hmm. and then the whole damn, the yeah. whole thing shut down. So, yeah. you know, we need to be smart. We need to be cautious and careful. Um, and I think, you know, everything is leading towards that, you know, not having any fans in the stands, running the races on separate days, um, keeping, you know, the garages as spaced out as we can, taking less people than we normally do, um, you know, not allowing a lot of the, you know, basically just having the essential employees there. Um, so I, I'm glad about all those steps. And, you know, I think we're, we're going to do our job and we're kind of just excited to uh, finally uh, have some people turn on the TV and be able to watch us. So um, preparation wise, you know, now that we know what racetracks we're going to, um, I'm back to watching my film and doing my notes and um, running a couple of racing stuff and um, talking with our crew chief and knowing what kind of plan and setup, just like a normal week. Um, you know, it's different in the sense though, that we're, we're, we're looking at it in a lot more detail just because we're going to show up and race. You know, we're, we're talking about it a lot more cause we don't get a practice. We're not going to qualify. We know where we're going to start based on points and we're going to go race. So, um, other than that, I think, you know, we're, we're like everyone else. We're ready to get back to, what we were doing before <laughs> well, well good we're excited about it um I, I don't know if you know but our, our station here wcsl 
and Cherryville is a, is a NASCAR affiliate. So whether you know it or not, you've been on our radio station uh, before. Uh, awesome. <laughs> uh, during a race, of course, we do trucks, uh, Xfinity, and the Cup Series all here uh, on our station here in Cherryville. Yep. Um, we um I I got two little quick questions. Um, do you uh what are your what is your favorite race and I mean track and least favorite track that you've been to? One that I would say one least favorite or favorite. What's your favorite to drive slash least favorite to drive? Let's put it that way. Yeah, that's uh, it's funny you word it that way because that's that's like what I tell everyone when they ask. I'm like, look, you can you can ask a driver what their favorite track is, and it's going to be the one they went they won at the most, and then you ask them what do they hate the most, and it's going to be the one they suck at. So <laughs> you uh, you can you can figure it out both ways. But my favorite's definitely Dover, um, Dover Downs up in Delaware. It's uh, it's fast, it's unforgiving, it's um, it's a monster for a reason. Uh, that's what they they nicknamed it, the Monster Mile. But definitely the definitely my favorite. I've always you know I've always gotten around there really good, um, enjoyed it, and I think it's it's you know what I look for in a track where you have to be on edge every second, you know, every tenth of a second. Otherwise, you know, it's going to bite you in the ass. Um, and then my least favorite, um, you know, I, I think what I'd like also to tell people when I talk, or, you know, when, when I say my least favorite is, you know, each track has its own characteristics. And I think, you know, I don't like saying I hate this track the most, but the track that has the most challenging characteristics for me is uh, Phoenix um, out in the desert. It's uh, it's tough. It's it's hard for me. I haven't had the best of luck there, but I also haven't had the best uh, the best of um, you know races. Mm. I don't have a lot of speed there, and it's it's been challenging for me. We I, I just have always you know, I don't know if we've never hit the setup right when we go and that's, what's made it challenging, but the last three or four races there for me have, uh, have been tough. Um, so that's one that I put on the need to improve list for sure. Um, I, uh, so I'm that you brought up Dover. I do have, I, I'll make quick comments on what I think about some of these tracks real quick. The Dover, uh, I was, that was, of course, like I said, I was watching Jimmy race that, that was very interesting to me watching him, uh, them do that on their, um, he he started off breaking, and then he turned into lifting. Uh, d- does the eye racing and stuff help you kind of with that on how you like to on your timing and stuff? Do you, do, do you like to break more than than lifting? At first, he braked a little bit, and then they were just he was just riding. I was counting in my head basically. It was it was five six seconds on the gas and lift five six seconds on the gas and lift, and, and that's what he, he turned into that. Yeah, I think um, what I like with the eye racing stuff is it's uh it's very helpful for like your visual cues and stuff like when to break Um, and when to lift stuff like that when to turn yeah like yeah basically like your pickup points your when you pick up the throttle when you get on the brake it's Mm -hmm. it's pretty realistic for that it is hard um from like a standpoint of like you can't feel tight you know you can't feel the tires as good you can't Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's all the little things but um i i don't think breaking a dover at least in in the uh, truck and Xfinity cars, the way to go. Maybe in the Cup car, maybe with high downforce in the high downforce package they have, they're braking. Um, but maybe that's why he also went went to lifting. I don't know. Yeah, he changed. He 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 changed during the, during the. It was during during practice, getting ready for the race. They were working on it, and they're of course watching other people what they were doing and everything. I I thought that was interesting. How you know he's won so many races. I wonder if he. Uh, 
Yeah, I wonder if he asked his teammate Will Byron what uh, what to do. <laughs> he probably <laughs> should have. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was. It was just yeah. interesting to me watching someone who's won so many races there at Dover. You know, he's still <clears> feeling <throat> it out on the eye racing. Like he he didn't know exactly. Oh yeah. Uh, how to attack that? Yeah. My other one that I don't like. Uh, racing on the games and any of the games that i've ever played on and this is weird and it's it's my it's our home track charlotte i can't keep the thing on the dang track it's so tight for me is, is that realistic or charlotte's is that just tough like... yeah charlotte's a hard track man it's um it's challenge you know it's it's got a lot of characteristics that make it challenging too it's there's a ton of bumps and you're also hauling ass, so it makes it tough. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, it seems like as soon as you get into tight. turn two, you, you you pick up really quick there. Yeah, you pick up, and then you know, and then the tunnel turn, turn three, mm-hmm. going over the tunnel is different. And it, and also with Charlotte too, I will say more than other tracks I've been to is um, it's very very sensitive, like very sensitive to sun to temperature swings, you know, more so than other tracks, and so it's always changing. You know, there's a lot of grit. There's a lot of rubber that usually gets laid down there and you have to adjust. You have to, you know, uh, change your line. You have to do all sorts of stuff. Um, but Charlotte's, Char- Charlotte's hard. You know, put it this way. There's not a lot of racetracks that are easy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I could probably, that's easier to say than naming all the ones that are, <laughs> right. that are difficult in some, some kind of way. Um, you know, even the big tracks, they, this, this past, uh, February was the first time I'd been to Daytona or a super speedway. And my thoughts were always, you know, you hold it wide open, that's it. But it's, you know, in, in the draft, that might be the most difficult slash in slash, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a different feeling almost because you don't know what's going to happen. Usually in the race, you can do somewhat of a decent job at preparing for what's going to happen, whether it's, you know, adjustments or if you think there's going to be a wreck, you can get out of it, you know, maybe fall, fall back a little bit. Um, maybe if you're three wide in the middle on a restart, you can, you know, kind of scoot your way out of it, but in the draft, like you have to be in it. And so, uh, that's, that's what makes it a little bit more intimidating than others, I think. Uh, but fun for the fans. That's it, all that matters. It, is that the major thing that, that, that fans just don't get as far as your skill and ability as a driver is how close and fast you're actually going and, and, and to close it is yeah. to messing up. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's it's relative. Like, you know, when you're going 80 or, you know, when you're going 70, 80 miles an hour on the interstate next to other cars, it seems slow. Um, and it's just, you know, it seems relative. You have other cars going close to the same speed. And so that's, it's a similar feeling to that. But what, um, you know, what really reminds you quickly is of how fast you're going is when something happens. You know, I think that that's, probably the best thing that drivers do is our you know our our comprehension and reaction and you know solution to the problem all has to be at the snap of a finger you know otherwise you'll you'll uh you know your day might be over and so that's probably the hardest thing i think that people um maybe don't think about just because it's difficult you know is when you're when you're going to speeds you are you're covering you're covering like a football field a second. And so, you know, slowing down, slowing down might be your only option or you might need to jerk the wheel and change your line or, you know, you, you have to make a decision and you got to do it very, very fast. Otherwise your day's over. 
All right, Hunter. Got anything else? Well, uh, you well Jesse, uh, you want to mention any of your other teams or anything like that? I was gonna say. I was gonna say. You know, Jesse. Before we get we out had of some here, fun. I do want to thank you let, for, for, yeah. for, for staying Obviously, on so long. A big thank you. But he, he said he didn't have nothing man, else to do, man. So hey, <laughs> you can hang out with us for almost two hours. But yeah, Jesse, what I wanted to do before you leave yeah. was, of course, plug your team. Plug where people can follow you on socials. That way they can keep up with you and the team and how you're doing. Plug your merch. I saw that you had merch drop. I'm waiting for my shirt. Uh, just send it to me, okay? <laughs> that way. But, yeah, but go man, ahead and plug we, yourself, uh, man. Build yourself up really quick. We finally uh, we finally got some uh, T-shirts. I'm, I'm happy with the design. It was a fun process for me, kind of designing my mm -hmm. own logo. I never would have thought that, that would have been something I did. But um, it, was, it was enjoyable. We finally got that up and going. It's... Uh, all you can see the link on all of uh, my my pages but my stuff's easy uh jesse little 97 not too complicated i like to uh i like to do a lot on uh, twitter and instagram facebook i try to do but i often kind of forget and then i have to go back and i just put whatever i put on instagram <laughs> on my facebook but i use it uh i use it quite a bit and you know it's been it's been fun during this quarantine because you know i think a lot of we're seeing from a lot of athletes specifically just the stuff that they do when they're not doing what everyone thinks they do. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, meaning we can't go race. So what do we do around our house? So it's been fun. I've put out a lot of fun videos and, um, done some stuff, but, uh, yeah, follow me on all that stuff. I enjoy it. I'm very active. Um, you might not like what I say sometimes, but I don't care. Um, no, I'm just kidding. There you go. I, uh, <laughs> I like, uh, just like I like interacting with all of them. Yeah, I like interacting with all of them, with all our fans. But I enjoy it, you guys, and thank you. Um, feel free to uh, to give me a call. We'll do it again. I like. I had a good time. Hey, uh, Jess, you're more than welcome to come on anytime Absolutely. you want. We could, we go on Mondays and Wednesdays at two o'clock, and on Saturday mornings. I know this is one. Oh, what you want? Saturday mornings, eight a.m. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's the one you need to be up for. <laughs> there you go. I gotta get back in my routine, man. I. Uh, my routine's gone to shit since all this happened, so I'm, I need something to get me up in the morning. <laughs> oh, okay, well, what is your Saturday schedule usually like? Um, You know, for the Xfinity Series, when we are racing, uh, we do race on Saturdays. So, you know, my – my it's funny, like, I, my girlfriend hates it, but, like, my Thursday, Friday, Saturdays are, like, my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays. So um, my Mondays are my weekends. Um, so that's kind of the fun part, but, uh, no, Saturdays the last couple of weeks, shit, every day has been a Saturday for <laughs> the last couple weeks. Um, so <laughs> no. lost you there for a second, Jesse, <laughs> hold on. Our signal keep kicking out. Just give sure. us a second. It's uh, trying. Yeah, we got a quick bad connection problem here, Jesse. As soon as you catch up, I'll 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 say something back to you. As soon as our video catches up, uh, Jesse Little, uh, Xfinity NASCAR uh, driver of uh, son of Chad Little. We've talked a little bit of everything today. We talked his. Um, uh, is he calling back or are you? Re no, it's that's just a re it's okay. just a reconnecting um, thing. It's poor network. We talked Mount Rushmore of wrestling, Zach. A little yeah. bit his. We talked his his NASCAR racing. There's Jesse. Hey, you you're, back. you're back. You're back. Oh, perfect. There, yeah, we, go. there we, we go. We just We're lost back. you for a second. Hey, it's and it's probably not you, Jesse. Uh, more than likely, us. we have a uh, we have an issue here with some of our uh, the the radio tower puts off a lot of radiation. Believe it or not, and we have some uh, uh, wireless issues <laughs> sometimes. But well, we got you back, and uh, 
Thank you. For, you finish. Go, if you want to repeat what you just said, we we really did miss a little bit of it. Oh yeah, no, it wasn't much uh, much importance. I was just saying, um, you know, trying to get back in the routine of doing uh, doing what it takes to to go around in circles. I know it sometimes doesn't sound hard, but we uh, we sure find a way to make it hard. But it's uh, no, it's enjoyable. I've um, like I said, I've had a good time with you guys and. Feel free. We'll, uh, we'll do it again. I'll be a reoccurring guest. Yes, Sounds sir. That'd good, be, that'd, man. That'd be awesome, Jesse. We appreciate it. Uh, the, uh, Hunter, anything else? Nah, that's all, man. Thanks for coming on, buddy. We'll yep. be in touch. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Enjoy. Thank you. Thank you. Jesse Little, uh, like we said, Xfinity NASCAR driver. Uh, we'll get, uh, and uh, we're, we're going to wrap up the show here in just a few minutes. There's a couple things we need to get, uh, talk about real quick. Uh non-NASCAR related, and we, we tried to jump around a little bit there for our regular uh, <laughs> listeners and viewers. I wanted to go through some of the things, Zach, uh, real quick uh, that we may have missed, but your thoughts on um, this past weekend's uh, Jordan uh, documentary as as we as the world turns. We did the uh, Dream Team, and we did the um, basically the Blazer series. Uh, I, I sent this to Hunter last night when I found it. Um, People talking about you know the small forwards and everything, and, and Skip this morning had a <laughs> LeBron listed as his ninth best player ever, is where Skip has LeBron. Uh, but I bet I, Shannon had a fit. Oh, I'm sure he did. <laughs> uh, he had Bird at eight, and uh, he was he was making points on that. But I sent this to Hunter last night, Zach, in 1986. I don't know if you remember this. I didn't, but it definitely sounds like a Larry Bird story. Uh, he decided to play left-handed yeah. against the Trailblazers. Do you remember that at all? I've heard about that, and I've also heard about the Doc Rivers game. <laughs> he said he decided to play left-handed so he could save his right hand for the Lakers. For the Lakers two nights later. Larry Bird playing only left-handed. And the video shows all of it was yeah. left-handed. It's showing yeah. it. Larry Bird only left-handed, Zach. 47 points, 14 rebounds, 11 assists mm-hmm. on 10 of 21 shooting <laughs> From lefty. <laughs> yeah, his back let him down in his career. Um, And then there was a game uh, against the the, the Hawks, mm-hmm. and uh, he is calling his shots. He is going to – he's telling him before he goes down, he said, I'm going to go left corner, I'm going to shoot this shot, and I'm going to fall into your your, your bench. He fell into dude's lap. And, 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 and they're all just – even the Hawks were like, this is amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, give it that. Uh, I did like the documentary this weekend. Uh, I have a book on the Dream Team, and I knew a lot of these stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, they bring it up the Isaiah Thomas thing. It looked like to me that this is my personal opinion about the Isaiah Thomas thing. I think they knew that there was, it was Jordan, it was Bird, it was Magic that didn't want him on the team. And there was no way he was going to get on that team regardless. Jordan didn't have to say. Do you think they even discussed him? I don't, and that they I think knew the people, that they, I think that the powers that B did. I don't think Jordan, I, I think it was a known thing. Well, I, what I think, what I think you're saying, what I'm, what I think happened is that they were like, they probably don't want to play if Isaiah. Should, yes. we, should we even bring him up? That's the problem. Is that what, that, what you're that, thinking? Yeah, because Jordan said I didn't do that. No, nobody's admitting to, to saying anything yes. or making any decisions, which seems to me like they were like, do you think Jordan would play if Isaiah? That's, like, that was they, the talk they, behind they the scenes. They could have done this, in my opinion. Michael, remember Michael said in that he said I asked him who I was playing. There you go. Now, they, when he asked that. If they would have said Isaiah Thomas, Jordan could have said yes or no, I'm playing or not. They said Isaiah Thomas said, is not playing. Right. He could have never said, 
I don't. I won't play if he's not there. All they had to do was say Isaiah's on the team, and then Jordan would have said, "I'll be there at practice, or I won't be at practice." Is that what you're kind of yeah thinking? Maybe they did their best not to put blame on someone if they could. Yeah, they basically <laughs> just said Isaiah won't be here, and uh, uh, and I think they had the conversations. The powers that be behind the scenes says, "Look, we want Magic, we want Bird, we want." Uh, Jordan and 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 these three way way better than Isaiah. Well, Zach, my point Saturday to the guys, and of course it was poo pooed, but I said basketball wise, as players, if Isaiah was going to be on the team, if he deserved to be on the team, I actually think he he deserved to be on it more than Magic, than actual John Stockton, because at that time Magic and Bird were not good players. Yeah, yeah, Bird Bird, Bird was hurt. And, uh, and, it was and it was I the end of Magic's career. <laughs> you got a cramp. Where where's your cramp? <laughs> In my leg. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, <laughs> that was a, a kudos kind of thing for them. Right. That's what that's what I so you've got Bird and Magic and Leitner on the team. So those Horrible. guys really didn't even Magic, play yeah, contribute. I could Magic see that, played a little bit, but but my point people want to throw Stockton off is for Isaiah, and I'm like, Mm-mm. Stockton was probably the most deserving one on there at the time. And, and at the end of the day, remember. He's the all-time steals and assist leader. Yeah, and uh, Stockton was funny. Uh, Hunter, I, you said you watched the Dream Team documentary at one mm-hmm. point. You remember him walking through the cities and stuff, and nobody knew who he was. Yeah, nobody knew who he was. <laughs> nobody knew who he was. He's a six-foot white dude just walking around. <laughs> yeah, and, if he uh, would have put on short shorts, maybe they would recognize yeah. him. What do you think? Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, in me and me and Mandy, my wife talked about that, and I'm like, you know, you you got Isaiah and you got John Stockton, you know, and. He would mesh a lot better with the team, and and they said if if Isaiah there, was there, it would have been a disaster. Well, the guys wouldn't have got some of the guys wouldn't have got along, and, and and here's the thing, when you have Jordan on your team, Zach, you know with LeBron and everybody, everybody's got to be friends and buddies and everything. Do you really need to worry about? Do you need what do you need Isaiah Thomas for? Yeah. You're right because do you need he's him for not scoring? he's not a passer. no do you need him to play defense right. no can he distribute to the other guys that's not really his game. I mean, he was a one-on-one point. He was yeah. Kyrie Irving, basically, yes. before Stockton he was the was first better, Kyrie the Stockton Irvin. and Magic were better fits. So Right. So I just thought that was, you know, they talk about Isaiah all they want, but I could see the argument with them not being on it because of some of those reasons. Um, you know, the the whole college player thing, the Leitner, uh, Shaq question everybody had, I almost would have them not just put a college they player. They shouldn't have. I thought about that, though. I, I just wish they wouldn't have even, even worried about what the college player – of course, I thought Dominique should be on it yes. based on, but he was hurt. He was, I think it was ACL time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, he was the one of the most underrated players almost ever. Now nobody ever. They talks ain't about even him. talked about him on the last dance. It's surprising. No, me they yet. don't talk about him at all. On uh, now, 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 I have seen. It's like it's not like Dominique's a jerk or anything. No, but nobody's ever said that, have they? I, I really like. Uh, remember the the slam dunk contest this year when they was interviewing Dominique about it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I like hearing him talk. I I think he's got a little bit of animosity. Uh, because I think he was in Jordan's shadow. Uh, in that well, time. he was averaging twenty-seven. He was Jordan. He was the second best player in the league. Yep, is what Dominique was. You, you, basically, he got treated like people treat Kevin Durant. Is that they don't think he's as good as LeBron, and they treat him back. I think treat him worse. But I think Neek was a a, a a a step above Vince Carter, like level wise. You know, I think him and Vince have. Pretty much the exact same. So Vince can shoot a three now. Exact exact it. same game slash careers to where they didn't really achieve much team wise, and that's the thing when people talk about Jordan Hunter, Vince and Dominique's the same athlete that Michael Jordan was, same athlete. Yeah, but one of them was determined to win, mm-hmm. and the other two. And, and that's what this documentary is showing. 
the 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 difference in him. Uh, you remember Jeff Hornacek? Mm-hmm. Um, he was a, he was an asshole. Did He's you a fighter. See, did you <laughs> did you see his uh, podcast that he had with his daughter about mm-hmm. this? He said <clears> there <throat> was <clears throat> his daughter was was interviewing him, and she said he said let me tell you the 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 number one thing when you play defense against Michael Jordan he says only one rule and she said what's that he said don't piss him off. Yeah, you just play defense. Don't he said, say if you, if you say something, he said, don't give him anything to want to run yeah. you down. He said, because once you do, it's completely over. Well, it, he would pass to his teammates until you started to run your mouth, and then it was, I'm going to burn your ass yeah. right here, boss. Um, it, so, you know, they talked about Drexler. Uh, he's yeah. another one that gets underrated. Uh, and Jordan, Jordan under, uh, I thought Jordan underrated him. He did a little bit, but but think about it. Drexler was the backup shooting guard on the Dream Team. That means he was the second best shooting guard in the league, and Jordan thought of himself, I'm so yeah. much better than this mm-hmm. guy. It's an insult to even mention him on him, and he's on the dream team. Yeah. All right. So and so Zach, we were, we talked about last week a little bit about how Jordan, uh, in his early years, Magic won a championship, didn't beat Jordan. Larry won championships through 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 the Bulls. The Pistons won championship through the Bulls. But as soon as Pippen made the all-star team, it was over. It was over for every single Star in the league, Akeem Olajuwon is the only one to win a championship while Jordan's in a Bulls uniform during that time, and he that was just half the year. So that's four. Let's say four people. You just say those four people won it during Jordan's time. I count. I got the sheet over here. I don't know where I put it. I got nine people, nine different stars that won during LeBron's time. Yeah. So yeah. so he shut down the league. LeBron whatever. He uh, I told him he, him Saturday. he went he went Oprah. But how many players? How much better would we think Clyde would is if he had a championship? Well, you could Barkley. Do, how about Carl Malone with two? I was going to say the the top fifty. A lot of the top fifty players that they did that time was was the players didn't that, win a championship, right? And and uh, the one the one <laughs> team that I thought was really really good and they showed them was that Knicks team. The Knicks Hunter were the Pistons. They were good. They were the Pistons, but but they didn't come along until I I, I agree with Zach. If they were to switch times. I think the Knicks would have won the 89-90 championships. Yeah, they were good. But Jordan figured out how to beat that. Mm-hmm. You saw it. I went to the weight room. We started dishing out it. Yeah. He, they figured out how to beat it, and that's how they went through the Knicks. They got down 2-0 to the Knicks. Yeah. And, and Patrick Ewing, because of the way Jordan beat him all those years, he gets minimized of how great he was. It's, and they had a good really, team. when they, you know, I forgot. They had Starks. They had Allen uh, Houston. You're they had Houston. about him. Latrell's they had three well played. Mason. <laughs> they had Oakley in the later years. Mason Oakley, yeah. Ewing. Uh, they were loaded. Derek Harper. So yeah, uh, interesting. This weekend, I, what did you see the previews for this week? Can y'all remember what they are? I think I thought I just saw it a second ago, and then I closed my. Is it going into the baseball deal? Yes. Yeah, yes. They are baseball. talking baseball. Um, so this is so this is my wheelhouse, Hunter Zach. This is Space Jam time. Because when he come out of baseball retirement to mm-hmm. save the world from alien slavery, so this this is when it happens. Just let uh, y'all know. This one ought to be interesting. <laughs> you, you've seen in the last documentary where uh, he's starting to get tired of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I want to talk of Jesse. I want to give you my Space Jam and uh, Olympics uh, takedown of LeBron oh, yeah. before we even talk um, about the NBA. <laughs> he does. He and he's still the same kind of person uh, in his uh, the way with Barkley. Yeah, he he would. All he did was say, "You got he yes told me." The and truth. He wouldn't even talk to him. He told the truth. He wouldn't and talk to him. He, he, <laughs> so he's basically just. Barkley said today. Barkley, they had a thing today. Barkley said, "We probably will never be friends." That's sad. 
over something over something so small and so insignificant. Uh, the other thing that come up this past week, I believe, it was this show was the Barkley. How how good Barkley really Nobody. really was. Nobody. They gets don't it. know. I mean, it's, he, it's, it's he was twenty seven and thirteen he, that year. He's got Giannis's numbers, but he's six four. He's got Giannis's number. Yeah. He rebounds at thirteen point. He gets more rebounds. He got more rebounds than Shaq did, Zach. Just tell, just say that to people. People, when everyone says Shaq is the most dominant person ever, be like, well, Dennis Rodman at six foot seven and Charles Barkley at six four both average more rebounds than Shaq. I mean, okay, all right. I've got some uh, fun tweets and stuff here before we get out of the show. Just small comments, nothing big here. This is this could be big. The salary cap in twenty twenty one. I saw this. Is facing a, a potentially massive hit in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Going down? Mm-hmm. By like because of the 20, coronavirus? It could uh-huh. be anywhere from 30 to $80 million. What's the cap right now? One? I do not I don't know. know. You're talking. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> listen, but listen, you're talking at that price. That's a quarterback at $30 million. Yeah, that's a quarterback. Yeah. And not only that. Don't don't even consider that. That's a bunch of players just for thirty million. Yeah, if it's, if you already got a quarterback, you, you're, you're the Mike Trout or the Braves offense. Exactly. Right. That's what Dak Prescott. That's what, exactly what it is. That's what Dak Prescott. Wants. <laughs> Dak Prescott ain't have a starting job. It's coming. This will make you want to roll uh, your eyes. Jason Garrett involved in the Giants waving Reggie White Jr. for Cooper Rush. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Reggie White Jr. Have was, we, was waived. Did you know, Did you talk Rush. about Andy Dalton going to be the starting quarterback for well, the Cowboys we'll, I, coming up? I'm getting that. I'm getting <laughs> that to say. This is that. That, said, that was my next tweet. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You can still go eight and eight, spending thirty twenty six million dollars less. Okay. But for Andy other Dalton. players yeah. in other spots, I would do it. This is a picture of a UPS worker, and it says, "I miss sports so much. I went to the UPS uh, box store." Just so I can boo the Packers. Nice. Nice. Get it? Did I lose it? I miss sports so much, I went to the UPS store just so I can boo the Packers. Oh, yeah. Box okay, pack. got it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I sent that to Will Boykins uh, uh-huh. and just put boo, boo. <laughs> he didn't respond to it. He didn't respond He was upset. <laughs> Zach Tebow is the only quarterback in Broncos history to be drafted by the team and win a playoff, win a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's neat. All right, you want the um, – these are the over-unders on wins for NFL teams. Oh, no, this is someone else's predictions. Who are these predictions? I didn't even keep the who made the predictions. I, ah, I forgot stupid predictions. That was stupid of me. All right, uh, real quick. Uh, yeah, Zach, real quick. We'll finish up the show with that. Andy Dalton uh, to Dallas. Terry told us Saturday they might do it. Um, and, well, if Dak holds out, yeah. But <laughs> – why would you even sign Dak now? You got a 32-year-old Andy Dalton that throws the football very well, and you got loaded offense. He's technically... And then you can sign more players. No. Technically, they can rescind this franchise tag mm-hmm. and let Dak walk. They could. They could, technically. And then you could load up on players. They just got... Hey, just to keep it brief, they just got... We'll put, see when it gets close to training put Andy, Dal- put Andy Dalton at the quarterback and then go sign Jadavian Clowney. And put him on a defense. <laughs> Why the hell not? I mean, I would listen. I, I, I'm just. They, I know you're not a clowny fan. They but. cut Romo or got rid of him for money to, to have a cheap quarterback. Now that cheap quarterback wants thirty five million dollars a year, ten more than Romo was getting, and the backup is making three million dollars, who has five winning seasons in the NFL. 
And he can make 700 if they win the Super Bowl. He gets seven million. That's if they win. The they Super don't Bowl. need him to and run. And he can walk the next year because it's only one year. Contract. They don't need him to run, and they are loaded at wide receiver, and and running back. I mean, how much does Clowney want? Was it close to twenty? He dropped it down to like <clears> he's eight, not getting. They just twelve. Said it, he's not uh, actually the Eagles are looking for him, <laughs> but he's not. They're going to get him for nothing. Yeah, they for nothing because <clears> nobody's going to pay him. So he's going to have to just to take what anybody will get him for that twenty. For the for the amount of money Dak Prescott wants paid, this mm-hmm. is what you could sign: Andy and, Dalton and J. Dave Conklin. You could sign Andy Dalton. Clowney and the Cleveland Browns backfield. They're only making like eight million. Yeah, they're all to total. Nick, Chubb, Nick Chubb's doing rookie. I mean, contract. even if you throw in some more defense, the whole players. Browns backfield, all the running backs, Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Andy Dalton, and Davian Clowney, all for the same price as Dak Prescott. Of Dak Prescott, and we talk money all the time on these in these shows. That so has he been good enough or overwhelming enough hey, to say, yeah, we better pay? This and you know guy. what? In the end of all things, Zach Flair they, his drink. They, they could have a, a backup quarterback in Cam Newton. <laughs> that that's the other thing. We'll, I mean, hey, we'll see what. Give it another few weeks for it to play out. Would you we'll have? Would you trade? Goes. Would you trade Dak Prescott for Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, and Jadavion Clowney? Well, did you see what, right now? I did would. you see what Andy Dalton said on one of the main reasons why he signed with Dallas Cowboys? He said, "We already live here, mm-hmm. and I'm not moving during this time." So. Right. It makes a decent point, but you might just turn out to be the starter, Bucko. Uh, all accounts are he's a really good guy, too. Um, I don't, yeah. He's not going to be a rock, seen, locker room he, cancer. He's a, he's a great guy. He's not super old. He's 32. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's going to get the job done. Cal, just someone, either one of you, convince me why Dak Prescott is worth 20, 25 to $30 million more there than no way. Andy Dalton. There's no way. I can't because technically, how many years has Dak played? Four going on five right now? I don't know how long Here's why. Here's why I can't was. do it is because you can. You, you got to use that money for what we just did. Who else can you put on your team? Mm-hmm. And Andy Dalton can give you at least as good, maybe a little less than Dak. I don't know. You have to look past the last three years of Andy Dalton's career. He's been in Cincinnati. He's been in Cincinnati. <laughs> and I want you to say that again. He's been in Cincinnati in his first five years he had – Winning seasons and four of them were ten win seasons. And he's had so some fluke that, stuff with with finger. Uh, you remember he, his, he broke his finger, hurt his hand. He's, he's had some never, fluke stuff. He's never truly in the last three to four seasons had a his number one go to receiver in AJ Green because he's been suffering for turf with turf toe for like ten years. It seems like that's a that yeah. That's now another, you're, that's get, now you're giving him, on, you're giving on. him Amari Cooper. Yeah, that's that's another that discussion. Another that, discussion. That's a, Dion that's got deep. turf toe, and that's a tough that's a tough one. I had turf toe my senior year in basketball. Uh, and extremely both, painful. Both my toes, actually, in basketball. Cause, <laughs> all right, uh, he's not a sponsor. We had Team Jordans, and they had this ring around them. It was a metal ring or something, mm-hmm. but it was right with your toes, Jimmy. And I had turf toe. I, it is awful. It, it is You just you can't do anything. Every step you take, is just it's just pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, both my toes, big toes were black. It's, it's not fun. Um, as far as the Andy Dalton thing goes, the, I mean – how could you not? Uh, like I said, it's twenty six million dollars. This guy, you're going to go in this practice. You saw the you saw the throws on Twitter, didn't? Oh yeah, you? when he was throwing it in the little square. Yeah. So if you go to practice, let's say Dak holds out, don't sign his his, his thing, and, and, he's he's the, ball, and they've been practicing out. with him, and he's, he's over here throwing out. darts every day for three million dollars. Ball out with a new coach. That's he, another thing. He'll know the offense before Dak does if he holds out. Another coach. <laughs> Shit, I don't. I mean, you know, Dak, they signed they signed Andy Dalton to make Dak. Is what they've done. This whole time, I, I've I honestly thought that 
they weren't going to sign Dak and let another team sign him. I honestly thought that's what they're trying to do. And I thought the Patriots were going to do it, really. But we'll see. They don't want to put the money. If they won't put the money into Brady, they're not going to put it into Dak Prescott. That's my thing with them as well. So I I don't know what Dallas' strategy is right now other than putting pressure on Dak. But if that's but if he does that, then I mean you just put in put in Dalton. I would. It wouldn't even I wouldn't even blink an eye. Put Dalton in. I'd say, look, Dak. You know. Thanks for the last couple of years. You're on your rookie deal. You're not now. See you. Go have a, a good career somewhere else without all these weapons that you have. And then mm-hmm. we're taking Andy Dalton, and we're going to load the defense up. Yep. That's it. Do it. <laughs> I could care less if Dallas wins anyway, so go ahead. <laughs> he's a, do he's it. a Redskin. I don't care. All right, here he might show up. Dak might show up in Redskins. Andre just sent this to me. <laughs> nope. Uh, nope. This, this is a funny – I don't know what this is, on Instagram or Twitter. I think it's Twitter. Barkley said, I was playing 2K – I don't even know if this is real. I thought I wouldn't think Barkley's on Twitter. I think somebody's fake put this on here. I said, bro, I was playing 2K and missed a and missed a I don't know why I said green free throw. I missed a free throw and then realized who was I was shooting with. And he said, shake my head. It showed a picture of Shaq. <laughs> Shaq responded, things like this is the reason I put my phone on silent so people like you can't get a ring even on my phone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, Shaq didn't get a ring without uh two of the top Two at the second and the third best shooting guard in NBA history on his team. Hmm. Is that is that a correct statement, Zach? Oh, it's absolutely. Wade three. Wade's three. We we went through it the other day. He's better. It, than, it, Drexler. I think that, so. Do they both knock Drexler down? Yeah. I think so. So I, I know I know Kobe does. Well, uh, and Wade. Too, yeah. Wade. He is, won the championships. He's won Wade, what three? Wade was good. Wade. I liked Wade at Marquette. I'm I'm he I'm a Wade three. fan. He got four. They didn't three. They didn't win. He three won in one Miami. with Shaq. He, he won, won one with one, Shaq and two with LeBron. He didn't won one without Shaq. Mm-mm. Okay, but gosh, he's good. All right. Well, any other thoughts before we get out of here? Been, nope. a long, been, a, been a good show. Been a fun show. Jesse Little joined us. Xfinity uh, driving. Uh, fun talking with him. I'm sure he don't get a lot of um, questions in his interviews, Hunter, about the wrestling yeah. Mount, Mount Rushmore. Oh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the first time he's got probably, that? Probably, <laughs> probably. But we'll we'll get him back on because it's wrestling Wednesday. <laughs> It's we'll, Wrestling Wednesday. We'll get him back on. Don't worry. <laughs> I just do one real quick before we go. I can't recommend enough if you're if when you're bored and you're not doing anything during this time, and if you do, if you did watch or did uh, watch wrestling at some point, and I know Zach Zach he mentioned them earlier. And I didn't. I, we could have talked on that for a long time. I've been watching all these cornets. <laughs> I, I apologize, Jim. I've been watching Jim Cornette tell you stories. You have to have uh, you have to have a, a bleeper on it. He's he is hilarious, Hunter. Yeah. I mean, he is. Yeah. And, and like Zach said, you can't watch with your kids around or anyone, your mother or anyone around because he has no filter on his mouth. But he tells all the stories about the old wrestling. Story. He knows everything. Yes. Yeah. He's, he was in all. He was in the meetings. He was setting up. He was running everything yeah. with Fitz McMahon. He was. And he was just telling stories about them. And, and it's just everyone I click on is funny. It's money. Yes. Everyone I click on, it don't matter what the topic is. I cannot even care about the wrestlers they're talking about. Yeah. And he will make it fun and funny talking about these dudes and, and the things they did. Well, one example is the Vince McMahon story about Vince pushes everybody who comes into his house in the pool. Have you seen that one? So, Hunter, they'll be sitting there and say, you just come up, and Zach is Pat Patterson. And you'll sit down. You know, Vince will go, go somewhere, hide. I don't know who goes somewhere else. And Pat will be like, I can't believe that son of a bitch put that in his bottom of his pool like that. And you would be like, what? What are you talking about? 
Go look. He he had he had that he he had like stupid motherfucker or something written in the bottom of the pool, mm-hmm. and you can see it from right there if you just stand right there. And that is it in Cornell. I don't know how many times we've got people to do this. I'll go over and look. By God, here comes Vince. Boom, shoves him in the water. Weirdo. Vin, he, he said they were talking about how Vince don't like people to cough. No. Yeah, he's a German. No, folk. he don't like Vince. He's a German. Folk. He don't like yes men. People who nod. He doesn't like people who just, just nod while he talks. Is that a weird one? Did you see the one where Vince uh, <laughs> said uh, he shaves constantly? Okay. He has one of those beers that grows in like very quickly. So he keeps in his briefcase a Norelco electric shaver. And and Cornette said he just grinds on that thing all the time, all day long. He said somebody one day, I can't remember if he said it was Pat or one of the other ones, asked him, he said, Vince, why don't you just let that thing grow out? And Vince's response was, I can't let it win. <laughs> 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 is that not Jordan right there? I thought he's not. Vince is not going to let the beard win. Who Jeez. knows? Who cares? It's just him and a beard. And he won't let it win. But it's just funny story after funny story about he's, from he's loaded. I just, it's it's incredible how funny. Like if he ever makes a book, I've got a lot of autobiographies. If he ever makes one, I want the stories of it. Um, I'll have that. I, I would. He would probably be the best guest you could ever have on any show. Um, I would just say, yeah, just for entertainment. You don't you can't have any sponsors if no, you got him on your show. No, but uh-huh. he's gonna. You're, you're done. You're getting. It's awesome. You're getting dropped by everybody. All right, guys, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get out of here. Uh, we've had a good time today. Hunter, where is? How did it disappear? I don't know. Like how? Can, where's the edges of this? I don't know. <laughs> what just, I don't know. What happened with it? I can't. I can't end the show. I can't play my music because I well, can't. You can just be like, bye. Like, like, <laughs> like, yeah, I guess we can, but like. This is weird. I don't know what to do. I can't pull up anything. Well, we'll just end the show. All right, this well, way. folks, we're going to say goodbye to everybody. Hunter, we'll see you Saturday morning with, yep. with Mitchum's Kitchen Breakfast. Zach, next Wednesday. Thanks for joining us today. We had fun talking to Jesse Little. A little wrestling talk today uh, and, and some more football and, and more. We'll see you guys Saturday. Saturday morning sports talk with uh, Terry Reinhardt, Tom Sinifani, Hunter Yancey, myself, JP, and more on ktcbroadcasting.com. See you guys.